0: All right, look, I gotta make a phone call. Keep scrimmaging. You, 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 and you against uh, you four. Hey, we got names, you know? I'm sure you do, and I bet they're very nice names. I might even learn them. For now, I'll be in my office. Oh, and if you need anything,
1: fax me.
2: welcome 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 to the podcast that puts the plus in disney plus it's talking the mickey my name is ian my name's ellie and i'm ethan and that's the forward line today i don't know (laughs) what we'd be um i don't know if there's a nickname for, for 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 our line in that respect I uh, like the the mfm line but that's got connotations now if you were to go ahead and type things like that in the search engine so let's not do that um but we are here today to uh review episode or our 65th episode here today we're here to review the mighty ducks Woo! quack oh, i'm the only one okay so not a flying okay. G today <laughs> um so just the usual sort of stuff to head off the show please go ahead if this is your first time welcome and if it's your 65th time welcome 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 um other stuff we've done that you might be interested in here on Talk in the mickey we release a falcon and the winter soldier show every week called falcon and the weekly soldier imagine that hosted and named by ethan Hey, that's me. And we talked about the power broker this week. That's not a nickname I've given myself. That is the name of the episode. <laughs> so I kind of like that better than the pod father I think I'll take the power broker. I like that. <laughs> uh and so we have that. Uh also on our sister podcast, we do one where we dive into the greater world of film at large outside of Disney. And we just did uh Fighting With My Family, the story of WWE Wrestler Page. Uh, and on this Friday coming, we have have a theater skip it synopsis of Zack Snyder's Justice League that we got up bright and early to review this morning, didn't we, Ethan?
0: Yeah, I woke up twenty minutes before we filmed.
2: Yeah, you did. Uh, but Real that's, time. that's all right. That's all right. And, uh, yeah. So good times. Lots, always lots of good content here at TTM slash BFE, the BFE podcast universe, if you will. So, um, this week we had some good times in the old charts. We charted in Ireland, in Denmark, Ooh. number 44 in Switzerland, number 11 in Brazil, and number nice. six in all of Japan, including number 40 in all of TV and film. So thank you very much wherever Why you hell? are. We love Japan. We do love Japan, and Japan seems to be consistently there. So thank you. As does Switzerland. As does as does Brazil. Like we was Ireland have, the new one this week? I I
1: was no, just say, been, is Ireland, no, Ireland is new. Ireland's been
2: around for a little bit, not not not, not so much, but yeah, they've been they've. Uh, so thank you, hello to Ireland. Thank you, and whether you're from somewhere that we just read or somewhere completely else, thank you very much for inviting us into your ears for a little Disney talkie talk. So. Um Mighty Ducks um th- I mean there's there's a sequel or a reboot something like that on uh is is that right Ethan?
0: Yeah, so the main reason that I chose this film was uh, about a week ago now uh, a TV show started on uh, Disney Plus called Mighty Ducks Games Changes and it's it's just another sort of rehash of Mighty Ducks set in the Mighty Ducks universe about I guess 20 years since uh, the first one and they get Emilio Estevez back to to brush off his, his coaching and see what he can do, because the Ducks have got too powerful and strong. Oh, man. wow.
2: So are the Ducks now the Hawks?
0: Yeah, the Ducks wow. are now the Hawks, and it's about um, just a small ragtag group of kids who just want to play hockey, making their own team, and Emilio Estevez gets thrown into the, into the ring.
2: Oh, this old howdy guy. Ah, that sounds good. Um, i tell you what, talking about 20 years, it feels like it's been that long since we've done some Disney loose. so let me hit yeah. the button.
0: Checking in with the Morning Report. <laughs>
2: So, Ethan, uh, why don't you, as our our resident uh, Disney news reporter, tell us what's going on in the world of Disney news, because you missed last week. We got a lot to talk about.
0: God, that makes it feel so official with that
2: music. I know. Um, I'm I'm all about the drops so people can talk over them if they so choose.
0: Hell yeah. Um, So there was a lot of, like, big drop in casting, really, uh, in this last week. Um, In the last week, we had the casting of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, Yeah, we've got a big amount of names uh, in this, which was not expected fully. But the first year that we have, obviously, is Ewan McGregor coming back for Obi Wan Kenobi, which would make sense. That's Mm -hmm. the show, and uh, Hayden Christensen. Uh, fulfilling his role of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Now, is this
2: really Hayden Christensen or is this like when I made the mistake of confusing Pattinson with Hayden Christensen?
0: Uh, it's definitely <laughs> Hayden
2: Christensen this time. Pattinson's now playing the role of Anakin now Skywalker.
1: Darth
2: Vader. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> that he would be does great. Batman and Vader at the same time. <laughs> I am vengeance.
0: <laughs> and then we just have a, a load of other people and some I'm more intrigued about than others because I know more about. Uh, so we have um, Moses Ingram, we have Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pierce, uh, Kamal Nanjiani, Indira Varna, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sun Kung, uh, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. And the big shockers, really there for me is Kumnel Nanjiani and O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is uh, Ice Cube's son, if no one, Oh, I love would. that guy. Yeah, yeah. He great. He, play, he plays him in uh, Straight of Compton. And it's really interesting that they have these two pretty big names currently being uh criminal nanjiani who's been signed on for i believe a five picture deal with the mcu for uh, his role in the eternals wow so he's more of a comedian so i'm expecting him to be like a robot or a funny alien O'Shea oh okay. jackson jr can do it all saying yeah
2: he can just O'Shea. do everything. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
0: O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, people are saying, and I'm thinking as well, would be playing a younger version of Forrest Whitaker's character from uh Rogue One.
2: Oh, right, 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 right. Because
0: this is about, I think, five years after Revenge of the Sith, so he'd be around about O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s age, plus in the greater expanded TV shows, uh, they fought alongside each other, so they have uh, a history with each other as characters,
2: and the end part of the story can be how Come he ends up on the oxygen mask i imagine
0: yeah they they sort of hinted it with uh the the rebels cartoon show, but it's never like fully in depth, so this would be an interesting way, I think um the other big ones really, Joel Edgerton is back as he was the uh prequel version of Uncle Owen, okay. So we'll have some of that. And then uh, Moses Ingram is the the one that I'm going to talk about for a bit because she posted this on Instagram with the caption, I've got two lightsabers in this. Okay. And uh, the only reason I bring that up is that we've recently had a character uh, in live action Star Wars who has two lightsabers and has a connection to Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Anakin Skywalker very, very deeply.
2: Okay
0: this being uh, Ahsoka Tano, Um, and it's been rumored and hinted that we'll get some sort of prequel era Clone Wars live action flashback. so that would make sense why she would play a a younger version, which would be really cool to see for me, and I think a lot of other fans who don't really know much about that character yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I know almost nothing, so this would be an Mm -hmm. introduction, A, a good sort of casual point for me.
0: I, th- I think a lot of people, after seeing her in uh, Mando, people are more interested in this character. Plus, she'll have her TV show next year as well, I believe, the same, the same year that this would come out. So it makes sense to have them sort of integrate.
2: And there seems to be a, a conscious decision on the part of, uh, well, Lucasfilm or the, the Disney Star Wars, whatever that arm of it is being called currently, um, to, I mean, this is, this is about as inclusive a cast as you're going to find out there. Oh, extremely, extremely inclusive, extremely. Um, which is good. In sense, I, I saw the names, and there's very few who I actually knew. If I'm being If I'm being honest, which is good, because mm. it's going to open me up to to new talent out there, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Tatooine's been a pretty white place, with the exception of the aliens on this. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward. So, uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, I don't know Scott how you caught it to out, like but that. no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else you got? Cause I know there's more. Cause I was t- every time someone yeah. gets a hold of me with some news, I just tag you in it and just go, someone else can deal with that. I'm going to just throw that <laughs> off.
0: Um, we also had a bit more casting news. This is a really small one. Um, we, we, Russell Crowe's now in Thor, Riot, Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor for more Thor. Yeah. Um, I have no idea who he's playing. He's just playing, I'm, I'm going to say he's playing Russell Crowe.
2: Is there a chance <laughs> he's going to do the thing like where he's going to play Odin in the skit that's taking place in this one?
0: Oh, God. Like, I, it's just
2: a bit cameo. Is there a chance I, of that?
0: I don't think so, because when it was, um, oh, God. Uh, Matt Mr. Damon? S- Matt Damon. I was going to say the guy who was stuck in space. Um, when it was Matt Damon, that was more of a like reveal to see in the film they, they never mentioned that beforehand
2: there are, so maybe he's Je- this this film's jeff goldblum maybe he's that guy
0: yeah i would be okay with that i yeah. think Russell Crowe could play, could play sort of uh, fun and creative. i
2: hope it's a little bit of a joking on himself and that russell Crowe's is not taking himself so seriously i would like to see this so I also think, I, think I think it would mean, be cool isn't isn't christian bale signed up for this as well yeah, Christian
0: Bale is, I can't remember exactly the character he's playing, but he's playing like a, sort of an old god type battle axe wielding dude.
2: A, there's supposed to be some scuttlebutt that people want to see Tyka work in his Terminator 3 tantrum or whatever it was, Terminator whatever, Salvation, I don't know which one it was, <laughs> tantrum into the script. And I'm like, it would be great to see Bale, who's very much an actor's actor, it'd be great to see him not take himself so seriously. I don't know if that's possible, but anyone can do <laughs> it. I think Tyka can do it. <laughs>
0: oh i think so yeah um yeah that's mainly the casting we only have like two two little trailers that dropped one no one will care about but i'm just gonna bring it up because people might be interested uh the bad batch had its final trailer released because it'll be now less than a month till that release is on may the 4th you're right i don't
2: care about it what is this with a
0: (laughs) 17 minute episode premiere
2: what is this
0: the Bad Batch is a uh, series, uh, animated series by the same people who created The Mandalorian and Star Wars The Clone, was basically set seconds after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, so it is so
2: Star Wars-centric.
0: Yeah, it's Star okay. Wars-centric, and it's basically like the lives of the clones the second the Empire takes over and that integration of them becoming stormtroopers and a small off-branch uh, with people like Fennec Shand, uh, played by Ming-Na Wen and all
2: that kind of stuff,
0: just sort of Oh, we spoke about this one. Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: And it is animated, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, it is animated. It'll be a 70 minute uh, premiere. So basically you get a film and then a whole show uh, similar to the actual Star Wars, Clone Wars thing. So it'll be cool. It's just another tag on to to that. But the big meat and potatoes I think everyone cares about is uh, 20 minutes before we started recording. They dropped a trailer for Loki and it explains a lot of the questions that we had about
2: this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie, did you get a chance to see this at all?
1: I haven't yet, no.
2: Oh, okay. Because I did. Ethan sent sent the sort of thing out, and I went, oh, I've got a lovely new smart TV that I just said, uh, the name of the uh, device, I won't say it now for a that it it will start talking <laughs> during the episode. <laughs> but I said, uh, uh, play the Loki trailer on YouTube. And for starters, it did, which was amazing. That's, pretty, um, that's always cool. That was really cool. I didn't think, it would, I just threw it out there as like, just like a, a fleece and went, will was, will was catching it, did. And I watched it twice. Um... And I freeze-framed at one spot. It looks like he's inside the Soul Stone at one point. He's sitting down in a purple back. It's about two minutes and five seconds into the trailer. And I stopped it. And it's a woman. It's a two-shot, but they're from behind. It's a woman with blonde hair uh, just about above the shoulder. Looks very similar to what we last saw Nat wearing. Oh. So I'm curious. Because now he's at the benefit of the jump between every layer of time. So anything's up for grabs.
0: Yeah, because my big question about this was, why is any of this happening? And we've now found out from this trailer that basically, because time was ruined when uh, Loki disappeared with the Tesseract, he's now been recruited to be the person who is going to fix all of time and space that he has inadvertently broken. And they even state in this trailer that he is a variant of Loki. So yeah. he's not our Loki. He's just he's just a different he's, he's a, a different, different version. Than,
2: yeah. And you can blame Loki. I mean, really should be blaming Cap and Steve. Well, Cap and Steve. Cap and um and um Stark, Tony, for yeah. this. They should be the ones, but they're under contract, so we can do this instead. Um I'll t- I, I'm hoping I don't know if you're too young for this, Ethan, and I doubt Ellie's seen this. I'm hoping this is like an MCU version of like Quantum Leap.
0: I was about to say quantum oh, really? leap. Oh, really? Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. No, I
2: love quantum leap. <laughs> I love Quantum leap. leap. Yeah, yeah. Uh Ellie, uh, Quantum Leap is, is was a show where Scott Bakula who's just well He's just an actor. But he played this role. I think Dr. Sam Shepard, I think, was his name. Yeah. And he would jump from place to place in time. And he'd have to correct things that had gone wrong by inhabiting. He kind of like like uh, warred, to use a Game of Thrones sort of language, into their consciousness and sort of acted as them. So the TV cameras would show us Scott Bakula. I... But everybody else would see who they were. He'd look in the mirror and it would be someone different every week looking back at him. And he would jump from place to place to place. Okay. He never really so you realistically with each new episode you could go to a new reality or a new spot in time and sort of play with this whole existing mcu time frame and events that we're familiar with and then mix that in with these new characters that we haven't met yet so it, it's got the potential to be really really interesting on the flip side it's also got the potential to wreck our brains as we try and keep track mm-hmm. of what's going on in time
0: i'm looking i'm looking forward to it because they seem <sighs> to play not just with the mcu history but with real life conspiracies as well okay um in this trailer in the first trailer it's basically like hint not even hinted explicitly stated that. uh low-key is db cooper uh who uh, there was there was db cooper hijack. and the
2: money he took as told yeah, to yeah. us by kid rock in bar with tabar
0: yeah so basically for anyone who didn't know there was a plane hijack i can't remember exactly when he stole some he, money
2: uh, he stole some db cooper stole a bunch of money yeah got on a plane hijacked the plane and apparently he just jumps out of the plane and vanishes and vanishes and they never find db cooper
0: yeah that's so cool so they're basically being like, yeah, Loki did this because he's a time-traveling megalomaniac," And that's which why you think... never
2: found him, because he, yeah. he just morphed somewhere else.
0: And I'm totally okay if this show is basically a mix of trying to flatten out the, the issues and plot holes that Endgame creates, and also just going through a load of different conspiracy theories and mysteries that we've never been able to explain. I think that'd be really fun for this kind of show.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that
0: is all of the disney news
2: i'm just ready for hiddleston and owen wilson to play yeah. what looks like a game of like mental chess but out loud for us all with wilson's owen this was very owen wilson-y and i liked it, it was very owen wilson but then you, know, you got both sides of hiddleston in this i'm 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 all in on this one i'm this is the one i've been most excited for to this point
0: it's it's the one I've been the most intrigued by what they're going to do and it's just it looks so weird I'm getting like Twin Peaks vibes at points with some okay. of the cinematography and zaniness so I'm really I'm really all in for this
2: like like, like we know that I'm I'm a big massive Thor guy and so uh, mm. like Loki's part of that I mean that's part of that dynamic so I'm more excited for this than I was for Wanda more excited than I was uh, Winter Soldier uh, Falcon and, and, and the Winter Soldier or our Falcon and the Weekly Soldier it's getting better for me each episode we watched I'm really into it now but as far as like initial interest level i was kind of a little mm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for loki i am ready for this so i will ethan i will continue the good march with you if you're so inclined we can continue on oh, of course we, we we might move on from marvel mondays but we'll see how that goes um so uh, i think we're ready to go ahead now and do a bit of a line change as we would say in, in the vernacular and go over the boards into uh the mighty ducks so ethan you've kind of already explained uh, why you wanted to do the the, the the Mighty Ducks as your choice. But I think you've also got some contextual notes lined up for us, too, in Context Corner.
0: Yeah, I have, like, the bare bones, because this film apparently just does not exist uh, on <laughs> Wikipedia or anywhere, like, production-wise. But I, fa- I found some cute stuff out. Okay. Um, I chose this one because I really love The Mighty Ducks, and I wanted an excuse to watch The Mighty Ducks. Um, but also, it just it, it lined up with the show. Uh but The Mighty Ducks is a fun little Disney film uh directed by uh Steven Herrick and written by uh Stephen Brill. Uh fun fact about Stephen Brill, he based this on a different film uh from the early eighties, I believe, called uh The Bears in the in the ice or something similar to that. It was like an old uh sports Sounds film. Sounds
1: like an ice hockey film.
0: Yeah. So he based it sort of similar to that and uh, later sued the film for royalties because they didn't pay him much at all because he took so much inspiration. Uh, But it was originally not going to be like a normal Disney film as you'd see. It was going to be a a touchstone film. And this was because their script was going to be much, much darker about a man who was deeply alcoholic and just wanted to spite his old past uh, hockey coach and only then did uh the CEO of Disney at the time, a good friend Michael Eisner, decided that uh maybe it should be a bit more cheerful and kid friendly about a pee wee hockey team instead. Uh because after the complaints of Mufasa's death and, uh, return to Oz as well, just that film existing, they realized that they don't want kids to be as traumatized by the kind of content that they were creating at
2: that time. Did you talk about Mufasa's death? Yeah, this article is really weird. Now, the article can't be right because The Lion King's 1994. This is 1992.
0: Exactly. This is the thing. This is why there's so, there's so <laughs> much, like, hearsay about this film because there is no production notes bar. Did you know? It's a really weird, weird thing. Um, But the the film itself filmed for for three months between uh, January 1992 and April 1992, uh, a very, very short uh, filming day. And it was all done in uh, Minnesota because they wanted to get the weather done. And we'll go into the uh, characters later. But there were a lot of different characters, actors that we could have had for this film. Okay,
2: so looking forward to that.
0: Anything else? uh nothing else really uh, th- this film like does not exist anywhere the production is uh on wikipedia is when you know a it's line good. Yeah, yeah it's it's one line and one of the notes is it was filmed in several locations
2: <laughs> <There we go. laughs> uh yeah that. Yeah, if it was out now, I think you'd have more stuff as we go along, yeah. but it's harder to go back. So if anybody's out there, if you, if you know some stuff about the Mighty Ducks, go <laughs> on to that Wikipedia page. Help us out. Start with D2 in case we ever go down that road again. At least there are two yeah. sequels. <laughs> Just so you're I aware.
1: will not be watching them. Oh,
2: we'll see. Oh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I say my pick for next week is D2. Can you imagine? God Wait until
1: Mark. I say I'm not free next week. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: uh, we start the film and we have that old school, I love the 2D shimmery, uh, Walt disney logo we know this it's
1: so nice i
2: didn't love the 1990s font types where everything was like angled to almost like a skate blade everything was like (laughs) Like angled to the right type word
1: word this
2: is like word art yeah absolutely um i think sony vegas offers me this every time i want to go put text into a into a thing and i'm like no i'll just take regular font that i can add an outline (laughs) to it's much it looks much more professional than this Uh, and so we get told it's the Mighty Ducks and we jump to the 1973 Pee Wee State Championship and it's got radio play-by-play of 11-year-olds. That's what we expect. And um, like they're 11, right? And so we get told by the coach there's no goats around at the end of the game. Obviously, at this point, goat did not yet mean greatest of all time. To to, to be the goat was to have let everybody down rather than to be great. Um, You're
1: saying that, that meaning has shifted from one meaning to the complete opposite?
2: Absolutely. Because someone <laughs> discovered that goat could stand for greatest of all time and they, it transferred over back in the day. To be the goat meant you were the one who was responsible for like losing. The scapegoat. Yeah, I'm the mistaken. scapegoat. That's exactly it. Yeah, you, oh, you, So that it, makes it, sense. It, it, it shifted during the time. I'm trying to think of when we, I started hearing that. I think I started hearing that about four years ago. I mu-
0: I think it was like 2015,
2: 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very recent development. Someone finally realized how acronyms work. Um, <laughs> and so little Gordon Bombay seems uh, the kid playing him. seems like he couldn't care less about doing this. He was not no. a good actor. Uh, and death is in goal. If you've noticed the guy, the, the goalie at the ever end of, of the ice for this thing is wearing like a, like a skull, like horror movie mask. And, uh, Gordon does this lame, they called it a triple deke. He just stick handles. That's all he was doing was just stick handling and shoots, hits the post and instantly like crumples on, on, on the ice. And there's a spotlight from above that's on. I've never seen a hockey game lit like this. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs>
1: Pressure for these eleven-year-olds, isn't it? I
2: mean, you, you, you can talk. I mean, it wouldn't be fair for the goalie to not have because you wouldn't be able to pick up the puck. Uh, you can talk about how this could represent because it represents the memory of a child rather than actually what it was. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, these are high production values for a minor hockey game. And then we meet the present, which is Gordon Gombay, Gordon Bombay, played by Emilio Estevez, named Gordon Bombay, as Ethan said. Do
0: you know why? Because, uh, because Gordons and Bombay are two different types of gin, and that was just a way to sort of reference their
2: big mistake of almost making him an alcoholic. Well, I'll tell you what. They do kind of slough over something in the early part of this film. Oh, oh yeah. But I will say this. He's a good-looking man, isn't he? And he was going to be played by a load of different people. Well, why don't you go ahead and toss a little bit about this, because I know about so, a couple of them, but you go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, originally, this was going to be offered to his brother, Charlie Sheen, and he turned it down. And they were also throwing the ra- around the idea of Tom Cruise, Tom yeah. Hanks, oh. Bill Murray, and Michael J. Fox.
2: Oh, Michael J. Fox would have been good in this role. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: Michael another J. Fox w- is good in most roles, to be fair. Another
2: one I've heard of
1: is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he
0: was um, he was for uh, Char- uh, Charlie. He was for the little kid.
2: Oh, that's, that's right. So I'm sorry. You're, a you're 100% right. You're 100% yeah, right. Him, I've, got him him on, and, I've got him on. Why don't, we, why don't we get there when we get yeah. to the, You're 100% right. So, um, there is that. I would say this Michael J. Fox, 1992, maybe 91. Like in 89, he doesn't do the skateboarding on Back to the Future 2 because his, he doesn't realize it yet, but his Parkinson's is causing his balance to go to, to, to go badly. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if you get him on ice skates as much here. I Emilio mean, he looked good skating, though. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, yeah. I believe he knew what he was doing. Um, and so um, like I said, he's a good-looking man. Uh, he's in court, and he the judge calls them up for a sidebar, and he goes back to his client, and you just hear him say, "I don't have anything to say. I just want to make them wait now." Nod, <laughs> and he makes Is this him...
1: like pickup tactics that you'd use in a bar like oh pretend i said something really funny and then they'll come over i think it's a good psych out
2: gag cuz you 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 want the you want the defense attorney or the prosecutor i guess he's the defense attorney you want the prosecutor to kind of go you know okay they have something that i don't know about yet it, it's it's all mental tactics but yeah uh, and Gore, and Bombay schools the judge about a previous mistake. He said, "I'm actually going to use the defense of so and so versus so and so, which was overturned by the appellate court." I believe you were the the judge on on uh, on that case, weren't you, sir? I wish when he instantly goes, "Oh, don't bring that up again. You can have whatever you want." <laughs> and he wins the uh, he wins the case. And uh, the guy he's he's
0: fighting alongside his uh, his opponent is the the writer of the film. Oh, Stephen is that true? Yeah, because originally when he wrote the film, Stephen Brewer wanted to play the role that Emilia Estevez has of uh, Gordon Bombay. It's a
2: bit optimistic, isn't it? Yeah. And everyone Mm -hmm. said no. No. (laughs) But at least he got in. Uh, And he explains why he gets a second scene. So he's going down the stairs outside the courthouse. And he goes, you know, you just put a guilty man. You just let a guilty man walk free. And Bombay goes, do your job get him put away and that's to be fair that's 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 the reason why you have the system you have is you know you've got the right to a uh, to someone to plead your your defense and they have to do that to the best of their ability so the prosecutor needs to prove the burden of proof is always on the government the crown the state whatever you want to call it to put someone away so if you don't like it be better so it's weird i'm kind of siding with the version of Gordon Bombay I'm supposed to dislike, but I, I, I'm i with him on this one. I just
1: am. It's something you have to accept in a court of law, isn't it? Like, it, I think that's something you have to make your peace with if you're going to be a um, defense attorney. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to
2: be a defense attorney, you have to realize you will be defending people who are actually guilty from time to time. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But I guess they still deserve their, um, their right to be defended, don't Absolutely. they? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, because how are you just really supposed to to i mean you through attorney client privilege you might find out but that's mm. all confidential within within that system i think uh if you're guilty you better be able to prove it i think i think we can't have a system where we're we're halfway's are are measured i guess uh i'm not a, i'm not a defense attorney i think it's the decision you have to make when you choose to do that but also i think it's naive of the prosecutor to be all like hey he really was guilty you're a bad man i'm like okay grow up
0: he only well, exists yeah. for us you to do be this like, every day oh, <laughs> gordon gordon's a he's a little bit of over meanie because he always wants to win and
1: yeah but to be fair he is completely disrespectful Oh, he's, it, he's a horrible person it's, but it's not because he's defended but it's a trope
2: guy. isn't it we've seen this in a thousand movies the hot shot defense attorney who's like yeah. undefeated and it goes to he doesn't care about who he lets go free and he needs to sort of you know be wisened up to have his heart and realize what's going on because it's always about his ego and his stats and- can I
0: say this now I love this film but Gordon Bombay is like a genuinely pathetic man because he is <laughs> He is let however long ago that the hockey issue was well, define him as a huge. I know he it, has to win. It's,
2: I mean, you have to have a moment and the moment where everything shifts. Oh, yeah. And I can even go a step further beyond this and sort of remedy that, but I don't want to do it yet because it's go. But look, we, let's go back to this though, because it is this is clearly supposed to be the turning point, the defining moment of his life. But I can't discuss it without talking about other characters we haven't met yet. So let's continue on for a moment. Um, And so um, then he says, well, losing fair is still losing. And he says he's 30 and 0. And they say, well, what about the so-and-so case? We don't count that one because I scored with the court reporter. And so he's really 30 and 1, but even can't let himself do that because he's so obsessed with winning. Um, Didn't
1: count because she had an intelligent body.
2: Is that what it was? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay and so uh yeah nice stuff uh bombay we find that also but he he just mumbles under his he gives kind of gives it away he's like i i hate hockey i'm like why it seems a weird time to bring this up what's what's this about and um mr duckworth comes in played by joseph summer who the only thing i've seen him in before was a film called witness where he plays the villain in that he plays a corrupt cop
0: oh is that the uh the harrison ford yeah
2: Someone, oh, who, you, yeah, someone yeah. who you thought you could trust and then you can't. I'm like, clearly <laughs> clearly, he's got a, a role to find for himself in, in Hollywood. Yeah, And he says, look, score, don't spike, show a little restraint. And I'm like, I hear you. Ri- I, I, I don't, I don't hear you. Because of who this guy ends up to be later in the film, I'm like, I don't understand you at all, at all. But I'm like, if, if you have a lawyer who's 30 and one, do you know what you can charge for his services? A lot. Like, if this is your if it's your law firm, and it's like, this guy gets everybody, you know, 3% of the time, you won't get off. But 97% of the time, you will be found not guilty. I think that's someone you're like, yeah, spike the ball all you want. I'm okay with it. Um, I think
1: that's why he does what he does soon.
2: Yeah, I guess so. And then he drives away to celebrate, and his license plate says, just win! And he, it's like the most... Like I would have preferred it if he went out to some fancy corporate bar and was drinking and trying to pick up some girl and then was driving. He's just got a flask and yeah. is drinking it as he veers in and out of traffic to show what he's... It's as
1: if he lost. Yeah. In, and then he's lost. he grumpy. looked really miserable. It's like just because yeah. he was told to have some restraint that yeah. had such a negative effect on him that it yeah. completely swung out his in, like mental state.
2: In the Minnesota winter weather, no less. Like, I'm just going, <laughs> what is this? And like, he's such like a, a smart ass back to the cop. He's like, what will it be? Breath, blood or urine? And he goes, no, th- none of the above. I'm all full. Thanks. <laughs> um, and so um, he ends up in court defending himself with the same judge and the same prosecutor because the guy who prosecutes whatever that other case must have been also must do the DUIs. He's that good of a prosecutor. <laughs> Uh, I love the
1: judge's face, though. He's just so gleeful. He is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, God, to think I nearly took the week off.
2: Yes. And then he, the, the prosecutor says, The city of Minnesota does not wish to pursue a plea deal. You know, you got to go for the W. And Duckworth, though, we found out, has talked to a judge, and there's not going to be a trial. At which point I'm going, You're shady, Mr. Duckworth. Extremely. You had a little word in his ear, and now that's gone away. I felt drinking and driving was too big of a thing. I felt yeah. it's too big a thing, just get sort of put, put underneath the rug. I don't know what crime I would have them do today, but it wouldn't be DUI. I don't know, littering? Maybe, maybe drunk and disorderly, but not in a car. Especially so he gets hammered well. and then stumbles yeah. into the Winter Carnival and he causes a bu- he causes a scene and then that's that that would thing. make more sense.
1: I mean, he does get given a lot of community service hours, so yeah. I suppose that part is realistic. But yeah, you don't really want to be given that kind of message in a because DUI
2: and we know he's still the hero. I mean, it's clearly he's the hero yeah. of the piece. Yeah.
1: At the
0: same time, if I had someone who was driving drunk,
2: I don't want them looking after children. Well, he's not driving the car, is he? Uh as we find out Duckworth's going to pay him he's got to do his community service and he's going to have a driver at all times.
1: Which sounds almost like a reward, really. It does.
2: It do- I think he still get, wants it. You him. don't
1: have to work. Yeah. You get a chauffeur and you get to do some nice, fulfilling community service. It's not like he's doing litter picking at the side of the road or something really unpleasant, is it?
2: I mean, if we see Duckworth and we go, okay, look, he's probably more of a corporate stooge than we realize. And you go, all right. He, he, but he can see that his star uh, lawyer is spiraling. So let's get him off of everything for, th- for, for 30 days. Uh, two months whatever it might be and then we'll bring him back and then maybe he works me for another 15 years that's i guess that's the idea so it's worth paying him for that long-term investment because again he's 30 and one like he is Hmm. he is your your golden goose so to speak uh and then we go to a limo for the next meeting and I'm, I geeked out hard because you know when you see um, you go back in time and you watch films and you realize that there's people who you know from other things in much smaller roles. The limo driver yeah. is a character named Tom from a show called Lost, which I love Lost. Oh. And this guy was like a main antagonist on Lost. So it was so weird for me to see oh. him in this like dorky kind of sidekick, <laughs> wearing sweaters that are purposely one size too small, so he looks kind of fat and, and stupid. Uh kind oh, of Oh, I really role. liked him in this. Yeah, he was he was great.
1: Um, I think we might have missed a scene. What do we miss? With the kids
2: in the handbag uh, Oh yeah no, Not yet I'm literally going there okay. I'm literally going there Because as he's driving there We meet the kids and it's a 90s group of Ragtag kids and they all Had that one defining thing that Was them I don't have all their Names there's the one kid with the glasses who probably Reminded me of myself who's going oh God I want to punch that kid Oh yeah. it's the it's the it's the orange he's gonna go the other way Oh right now and then you had like the kid who's in the black leather who's way too small, but he's like hey, he's like, he's like little Tony Danza almost <laughs> there's always that kid I mean there was one of them in, in Newsies like he's grow there's up always one
1: in a gangster movie, yeah,
2: there's always one little tough Italian kid in in a movie like this uh and so amongst other things um they get. They buy some chili, they feed it to a dog, and they are so convinced about the digestive quality of this chili. But they then follow the dog around with a purse that they found in a dumpster, I believe. And I think, yeah. it's yeah. clear from the next shot, they've, the dog's going to have a, a dump, and they've put it in the purse. Because the kids who are like eight feet behind it are still like recoiling like it's the worst fragrance they've ever had. <laughs> um and they put a dollar bill in it and some they wait for some low life to grab the purse he grabs it he's driving before, as he opens it i guess because that's what you want Like you wouldn't just put it in your car and then sit and look for a minute you'd wait till you started driving to open the purse up Re- of course. realizes maybe it's the odor realizes what it is throws it like 50 feet and then uh comes and chases after the kids and they put everything in the fast forward and John Williams wants his Home Alone score back.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh my
2: and god, this And it was like, you know what was popular? Home Alone. We need a scene like this in this movie. And that's exactly <laughs> the conversation that took place. It and is.
0: let's speed up the footage and add wacky sound effects. Which is Home
2: Alone. <laughs> so it's so Home Alone. Yeah. I don't it's
1: understand so how abusive. they got away with putting this score
2: in. It's not it the same score, but it's Bleam it's and close. so
1: similar. It's like yeah. two notes are changed. Yeah, it's, it's mm. that would not fly as being original.
2: Uh, oh, I have no. But every, the spirit of it it clearly was that Disney went. We want this to feel like Home Alone. Give us a Home Alone scene here. And this guy's playing Harry and Marv, and the kids are all playing Macaulay Culkin. And they get away, and then Gordon Bombay finds them because when you when you're done with this, you need to go to practice on a on an outdoor rink. And he says, drive the car on the ice, which feels... Dangerous. Well, Ridiculous. You can, I mean, you can't do it. I mean, these Minnesota would be cold enough that you could do this. There are, there are places where I'm from where you can drive on the lakes. That's totally fine. People, people do do that. Um, I still think it's a bit weird to take a limo onto it, but whatever. Uh, and we meet the team, and everyone, the kids continue. There's more of them here, and they have those uh, things that are um defining them that one quality um bombay says look for a sign that says my own personal hell just before he goes on there goldberg the goalie's afraid of being hit by pucks um gordon bombay gets out of the limo and is instantly told by i think it's jesse uh who tells him that this is a drug free zone which i did oh, like yeah He's, like he's,
0: about, he's like about to pull something like the, the list out and then it, to make it look they all
2: they sh- all think he's got like a gun yeah um, he said so he goes let me it turns out to be a, a list of the roster by which point they realize he really is the next coach He said, let me tell you guys something I hate hockey and I don't like kids and uh, <laughs> the kids are like wow this is uh, not just the firing up speech we were hoping for he goes yeah consider it a bonding experience <laughs> maybe one day you'll write about it in jail <laughs> which was there are a few nice lines in this uh, overall the writing's not good in this film um both story and screenplay but it was mm-hmm. all right um the one he continues to do his play-by-play after telling bombay just to tell you we really suck and he goes hey i'll tell you who sucks and who doesn't within three seconds he goes man they really suck uh, connie introduces herself so we know she's important and we realize that she's a girl because yeah. you might not be able to see it in the winter wear that they have on. of uh, the last coach had a heart attack, as we heard off the top, he says, you four scrimmage with you four. And he says, we got names. He goes, I'm sure you do, and I might even learn them one day. If you need anything, fax me, which is the greatest early 90s comeback ever. How do you prove he's like a corporate douche? I know what we can do. We have him fax him. And this is why I think that Charlie Sheen would have been their number one choice, because this feels so Wall Street. I don't know what else it could be.
0: It's basically like a toned down, less alcoholic version of Charlie from Two and a Half Men at Points. Like, he just does not care at all and he'll insult everything.
2: Have you ever seen Wall Street? No, I've been meaning to. So uh, Gordon Gecko is Michael Douglas, who we saw in The American President, Mm. Ellie. Uh, But his protégé, who he tries to bring on, is Charlie Sheen, and he gets into the whole corporate suit, big limo, big cars, big mobile cellular telephone, and these are all the signs of success. So I can see why it would be really easy to cast Charlie Sheen, put him in this role, and you could carry most of those characteristics over. Yeah. I see. So uh, then the kids rough up the limo, and I thought, well, certainly the the driver could scare them a little bit. No, they get into the front, and they scare him too. Uh, the kids want to go for a spin, and apparently, this means just do laps on the pond. Yeah, and that's I enough. Guess. And that's enough for the kids. Like, yeah. And there's a fart. And there's a fart joke about the one kid. Um, yeah, yeah. Who I don't. I forget what his name was. I really didn't care for the kid. He looked. He looked pudgier and younger than the rest, and was just kind of stupid. His joke was. was he- was he the goalie? Or? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Goldberg. No, no. no, it's it's the kid who gets hit, knocked out by by the puck later in the movie. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I might have it in my notes, but I didn't care for it. And then we meet Casey Conway. I I kid you not, Casey Conway. Um, Charlie's mum, Charlie, of course, who's played by oh God, Joshua Jackson, note. Joshua from Jackson from Dawson's Creek. I don't want to yep. wait. For our lives to be over. Um, I think you're the only one that's seen Dawson's Creek. Yep. Wow. Well, the people out there will have heard Dawson's Creek. So there we go. <laughs> um, Canada's own Joshua Jackson, for, for the record. Uh, I'm
0: going to see what he's been in. Oh, he's Fringe.
2: old now. He's been in Fringe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was the lead guy in that. Uh, he was in The Skulls, uh, which is a fun little movie. Uh, I don't really know really anything else he was in. He might have been in go, but I'm not. No, I don't think he was. Um, so you know, he's he's had a he's mainly been a TV actor, but he was a teen heartthrob yeah. uh, much after this. Uh, but uh, why don't you tell us some of the other people who were supposed to be maybe lined up for this? We know so, Jake Gyllenhaal because I went yeah, through at it were, early. There
0: were two. There were two others who were lined up. So Jake Gyllenhaal and the fun story. It was going to be Jake Gyllenhaal but his parents didn't let him because uh, they wouldn't let him do the movie because I think it would just would take too long in studies. So they had to go with Joshua Jackson as their backup. However, also in the running for this role was George's least favorite actor.
2: Tom, Tom Leonardo Hicks. DiCaprio. Oh, Vanicka Nicky himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I- I mean, how many of these people could really skate and stuff? And, the, and it's the same with the kids who ended up in the movie, apparently.
0: Yeah, let me tell you about those kids. All right. None of them lied. All of them lied and couldn't skate. So they had to have a, um, like a, a boot camp to teach them how to skate and play yeah. hockey.
2: Now, I'd be curious because Joshua Jackson's Canadian. I'd be very curious if he didn't know how to play hockey really curious the
0: the article i saw uh was saying at least most of them lied and a couple just like over uh over like reacted about how good they actually were (laughs) maybe there's
1: that like they've put on some skates before they could straight go in a straight line but that's because it (laughs) it is
2: one of those things where i think the stereotype is fairly true i think 95 especially in this time frame i think 99 percent of canadian kids can at least skate if not if especially boys can skate if not they're in hockey i mean on saturdays in the winter even the small town i was from it was two dollars for public skating from two o'clock to four o'clock and basically that's where you hung out on saturdays nice that was the yeah not for me i was from england so i couldn't skate worth a lick (laughs) so it was just watching everybody else be better than me i have have weak ankles as well I i can skate not well not well um, and so Mrs. Conway grabs Gordon Bombay by the coat, and she's mad. Uh, different time. I don't know if your first move is now to grab someone by the coat. Furthermore, I don't think Mrs. Conway is a good actress.
0: It's very just like child panic mother that we all... Like, the think
2: of the children type yeah, I mean, I, character who's actually got a heart of gold underneath. There's... I mean, she doesn't have good stuff to work with. She doesn't. I acknowledge that. No. Nope. But I think Estevez... Is able to make it work most of the time. I don't think yeah. she's able to make it work like ever in this film. No, nope. no, I think she's just I don't bad.
1: Think she really had any place in this film.
2: Um, you had to have a reason why he bonds with Charlie, because this movie's about much. this movie's about fathers and sons, isn't it?
0: I yeah, I get a little bit father for the figures, sons, all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. So we cut to the game, their first game against the Hawks, and the Hawks are really good because they're doing like these military-like skate drills. Uh, D five, which is what the team is known as currently, District Five. They don't have uniforms. So for how many decades has this like? Because we found out that if Gordon was there, he'd be in dish. So District Five was always a thing. So there's been District yeah. Five all the. We have the Cardinals, and we have like the Jets, and we have the Hawks, and we have District Five. It's like I, the Hunger I Games. Guess. They're like the District 12 of, like, whatever <laughs> town they of Minneapolis. Um, and one of them comes up and skates up to them and goes, hi, girls. And this is how we know the Hawks are jerks, because they called them girls.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
2: and with Gordon Bombay says, on oh, my first game, and it had to be the Hawks and he walks up and he catches up with his old coach jack who you remember from the flashback earlier where he says yeah. to little gordon now don't let me down if you remember you're not just letting me down you're letting everybody down and you know go make your dad proud if you we'll later find out oh my god so um he says i believe it's, it's not worth playing unless you and he goes win and he goes that's right um and so he says you got anybody good and he says yeah i got a kid named banks he's not as good as you were but he wants it more which i saw the flashback i don't think little kid bombay seemed to want it that much um (laughs) and jack wishes i wish they'd take down that banner because all the first place not only is it the final moment in his life it's at the only blemish on the hawks hockey record ever the Hawks, like, I don't know how <laughs> don't know. geographically just the good hockey players are born into that sector, but it seems to be what happens.
1: It's I don't know so how that funny. guy is still a coach. He's old. Well, it's
2: only like 10 years. No, I think. I
1: mean, because he's terrible.
2: Well, he wins. That's why. Yeah. But, yeah,
1: but it, how?
2: I don't know. But it suggests <laughs> that he never leaves Pee Wee. He doesn't go up with them when the kids go. They don't. But then he has to. Gordon, I was your coach for six years. Which one is it? Were you the coach of the Pee Wee team, or were you the? Because co- the th- theory is, like lots of times, coaches will stay with the kids and they'll just go up at the same level. Usually, because you have a kid on the team, right? Yeah. Or you're the guy who just always coaches the eleven year olds, and that's your skill set. In which case, you'll see different kids every year. So, how was he, Gordon's coach for six years? Which one is it? Both. Yeah, he did both. Uh, and finally, am I supposed to believe this is the Hawks' home rink? Yes. Like each of these teams has their own rink? And there's no other age groups who play in this rink because all they've got is the Hawks peewee team. What about the 13-year-olds? <laughs> what about the 15-year-olds? What about the 9-year-olds? Nobody else has banners. Just the, 11th, just the 11-year-old Hawks team there is no other peewee team yeah and that's the, and there's also no other uh teams outside of minneapolis because it's how we being state champions i'm like where are the where are the teams from the other cities <laughs> so because uh, it's like eight teams in the entire league in minnesota and minnesota is as close to canada as you can get for hockey minnesota loves their hockey they really do um and so uh we see the hawks and they're going win 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 and of course uh, he tries to do it. Gordon tries to do it with his team, and they're like, "What?" Because I don't think the concept of winning has crossed I, their mind for a moment. What? And we go to the game, and the Hawks called the line the Oreo line, and I'm like, "Wow, oh, the Hawks are racist!" Oh. But oddly, like the team goes, they embrace this, and they call the team the, the, the line the Oreo line for the rest of the uh, rest I didn't of the movie. I didn't like that. I, I don't know how to... F- I'm, I'm going to call them the Oriole Line, because what the film called themselves, but it's... I meant, wow. I was like, wow, that's racist. And then when they adopted I'm like, it's one thing if you name yourself it. It's another thing if you take someone else's racial slur and, and like, make it your, like, identifier.
0: Especially because it's adults telling kids that one adults are having kids say this and then they're also having kids then be like oh yeah it's okay i'll embrace this when
2: you mean adults do you mean the coaches or do you mean the people who wrote the movie
0: the people who wrote the movie okay.
2: yeah it, feel, it felt like it was just really um well really real poor taste mm.
0: this was uh, jesse smollett's uh, debut in film as well
2: jesse smollett is he the guy who plays jesse possibly okay
0: yeah he's the uh the the kid who doesn't like um banks, banks.
2: okay the, yeah he's a little jerk for the whole movie i can't stand this kid yeah i can't stand this kid um bank scores with little effort and it's a disaster um we get one bright moment where charlie conway grabs the puck and he starts skating on a breakaway and, and gordon gets excited and they go ah it's spazway he'll screw it up um, it's not, I don't believe it's that much of a term here to call someone in Canada to call someone a spaz. Is it is it bad here to call someone a spaz?
1: It's quite an, it was definitely a term that was thrown around a lot, but like quite a long time ago.
2: Yeah, usually is an insult, but I think now it's oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely like, a, definitely yeah. an insult here as well. Um, he does screw it up, he completely misses the puck. Um Goldberg continues to be afraid uh, Over the Hawks bench, Jack is telling his team Let's run it up It's not worth winning If you can't and The kid's are like Win big And they go 17 <laughs> zip And he still lectures The kids that go off the ice I think Jack's a good coach I think he is because he's going, look, the team's not very good. If we play good teams and you play like that, we're not going to win. I, now, I don't agree with the whole running up the score necessarily, but the idea of going just because they're not a good team doesn't mean we need to get high on ourselves. So by saying, yeah, we won 17 zip, but don't, 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 don't get cocky, I was like, granted that he gets really cocky, but you know.
0: He has a point. Like, he's good at what he does, but like, it, Doesn't make him a good person for
2: it, if that makes sense. Like he has the promise, but just not the morality. That's it. Gordon Bombay says, "Why the hell don't you just listen to me?" And Jesse goes, "Why the hell should we?" And I'm going, "Does Jesse know how organized sports are played?" (laughs) No. The coach shows up. He tells, "Like you're losing like seventeen nothing. Maybe you listen to the guy because your way ain't working." Um, then we cut away and the boys are, they found a Sports Illustrated and they're lusting after women. Uh, the Hawks show up in their matching coats and rollerblades. Remember rollerblades?
0: <laughs> I don't
2: want to talk about rollerblades. Why is that? <laughs> uh, now I want you to.
0: Well, for anyone who didn't, know, uh, we've talked about uh, a show that Ian, Georgia, Liam, and I did a few years ago. <laughs> Planet. I forgot about this. My character was supposed to wear rollerblades the entire time, so we went on a group expedition to teach me how to roller skate. Yeah, and was, it, was, it roller 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 was it was it rollerblades? Was it
2: rollerblades or roller skates you were supposed to be wearing?
0: Both. They oh, both? to okay. try both. Try both
2: because I'll tell you this: I can't. <laughs> I can't roller skate. I cannot. The way the wheels are laid out, I always. I, I must carry my weight on my heels, and so I, like, fall over. Uh Rollerblading, yeah. inline skates, because there's four in a row, it's actually designed without that ability to sort of fly up, and you have like a little break at the back of it. So, actually, I can inline skate, but I cannot roller skate.
0: I just cannot skate
2: yeah I, I remember that now that you mentioned that
0: because it was like the group outing to teach Ethan to skate it was, I was that's the whole reason we went five minutes i was there for five minutes and never did it again i
2: have video <laughs> i have video of you just sort of smiling like leaning against the boards like off off of the rink surface
0: i nearly kicked a child in the chest
2: <laughs> Wow! is that like because you were skating badly no oh, okay do you it's, want to provide it's some it's context? <laughs> oh jeez no
0: no, no I was just because I, I was so bad at skating I nearly like decked a child as I fell over
2: oh so in your in your lack of coordination you almost accidentally yeah. struck a child okay I'm mean um,
0: the same with with ice skating too. Actually,
2: I'll tell you what: the Hawks are giving these kids a hard time, and Banks almost falls over. anybody else caught this, as they start to Yo. skate, he kind of this, this he kind of like moves back and like corrects himself. Banks almost loses Ooh. it. It's worth it's, it's worth a rewatch. Um, it really is. I
0: wonder if he actually like the actor did that.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Banks wasn't because uh, Banks. Do, 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 do you know about Banks? No, there was no information. About I got Banks. something on Banks. So the kid who plays Ooh. Banks wasn't the original choice for Banks, which might explain why he's not a good actor.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> kid? Oh, yes, I do. Because okay. the original kid, uh, they had just complications with him. He was really
2: difficult. He was so to work with, difficult yeah. to work with. They fire him, and so they replace him. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if he's taught how to skate like for the movie. So uh, then we go ahead and there's a big kid who we saw at the first game sitting in the, in the stands, saves them. And we're not. So, again, we have this character who keeps coming by. But we're not really giving full details on Bombay goes to practice. And now his new strategy is I'll teach you all how to take dives because what happens in hockey, which is different to uh, European football. Is, uh, when you, when a player gets a penalty, they have to go sit in something called the penalty box for, for, for two minutes or five minutes or whatever. And for the time that they're off the ice, they can't sub for that player. So the, it's five skaters versus four skaters. So theoretically, then you have a much greater chance of scoring because there's always a guy who's uncovered. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is Gordon Bombay's plan. If we can do this, it might give us the opportunity by which then we can maybe, start manufacturing some sort of goals and he tells them all he gives them this great uh, uh mantra take the fall act hurt get indignant <laughs> I like, I to, i'm like what are they saying for that last bit it, it's indignant uh so at the game the kids are just flailing all over the place and he goes one more dive and you'll forfeit to the jets and he calls charlie over and he goes hey that guy you're playing is twice your size next time he's up with you i want you to grab your eye and then hit the deck and then on the very next play, like he's up there and Charlie is like the guy's like stick is like up inside his visor. Yeah. If anything, you should be grabbing your like that's like ridiculously dangerous.
0: I was expecting for a second the guy, because it's been a couple of years since I've seen this, so I was expecting the guy was just going to be, he gets hit with it, actually does it. And it's just going to be like, wow, that's
2: some great acting, Charlie. Oh, you really made geez. us believe it. And it was, so he won't do it instead. But I'm like, that's so i was i was scared about how they even filmed this i'm like yeah. it should because the visor now traps the stick in as opposed to if you had no visor where it'll just fly around it's actually stuck and the chance of it hitting your eye is, is is severe um but he says he won't do it uh and the dad of jesse and his brother is mad that he gave up overtime pay to watch his kids taking dives and in the background we see someone walk away and it's hans and we find this out because Gordon goes to Hans's skate shop and it's like a factory. It's so big.
0: It's like a Santa's
2: workshop. It is. It's, it's massive. I'm like, what is this giant building? Like, is this is the big writing at the top, Hans Skate Shop. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, it's a big ni- industry. I, well it, Minnesota, absolutely. It's a nice because he's at like the only skate shop in all of Minnesota, we're led to believe. <laughs> it's a nice moment, and Hans becomes like a surrogate father to him. And Gordon sees the framed article where he says, like, Gordon Bombay misses shot. And he's like, oh, I really wish you hadn't kept this. He said, no, we need to remember the bad things. I hear you. I don't know if framing it, it feels like you're mocking. Yeah. Show me any other article that said anything negative in that shop.
1: Yeah, and it's not like the article was going to be really positive or anything. No, like, you know, with a nice lesson written out in it or anything.
2: Like, like have the article from the year before. Have the article they're going to make the final, but don't have the one where it's like it names the kid Gordon Bombay misses shot. Oh, it's brutal. Just said Gordon
1: Bombay bombs.
2: Yes. Oh, that would have been good. Gordon bombs, eh? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Hans is a surrogate father and says, "You scored 198 goals that season." I'm like, wow. How many games is this kid playing? To score 198 goals in ice hockey, a good season for a professional would be like an amazing season to be 50 goals. 50 goals is a massive number. 198, they're probably playing 20 games a year, maybe. So to have that would be like to score like nine goals a game.
1: Is it because they were always playing the d5 it or was whatever just, they were called it was just, they, they it just, was just two teams so really the hawks attempts.
2: and district five why aren't they called district two <laughs> just because it was backwards and they just, it was they couldn't write two correctly so it was a five and as a result when they renamed them they just kept them as five um <laughs> and he goes to hans says to to not marty mcfly to emilio estevez who of course played a jock in the breakfast club and he's playing an ex jock here mm. goes you and he goes could have gone all the way Cause that's what um Jack said. And he goes, Really loved how to play, or really loved to play. And he says, About the kids, show them how to play. Show them how to have fun. Teach them to fly. I loved Hans. I learned for anything else that I knew him from, it's nothing. It's just this. He was yeah. he's
0: a great like moral compass to to I don't know if like be a shoulder angel for Gordon, yeah, but yeah. it just it
2: just works as he's, like a He's way the to, surrogate father. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was a nice moment of like humanity because we see this defining moment. We find out that Gordon's dad because he says that was a bad year for me. I lost my dad and I lost the title and he goes the two aren't related. And he goes, it's felt like they were. He goes, but they're not. And he had a choice between two surrogate fathers. He could have had gone with Hans and his approach, and he could have gone with Jack, and he listens to Jack, and he didn't listen to Hans. And we're given a lot of expositional backstory. Ah, Gordon, how'd you know it was me? Who else would it be coming through my back door at this time of night? I don't know anybody else in the last 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. Um, a burglar? Yeah. <laughs> Hans gives Gordon new skates and Emilio can can really skate. I was really impressed with his ability to to, to skate on this one. So good job. We have a sepia flashback to Gordon and his dad where he's like, oh, just five more minutes, dad. And he's skating in slow motion. It seemed to me like Gordon Bombay really wanted it. Yeah. The dad, terrible actor, (laughs) terrible actor. And then we go to Gordon because he's going to Mrs. Conway's house. Charlie has quit and the mom is mad. I've gotten my notes here. She's still a terrible actress. Um, Gordon apologizes to Charlie, who goes from being, I'm mad at you two. Do you want to stay for dinner?
1: That was a very quick turnaround.
2: And Amelia was like, oh, no, I got plans. I got, well, what are you having? And at no point does Mrs. Bombay go, well, actually, if you're not that busy, so he can change his mind. He kind of also invites himself over for dinner here. Um, it was weird. It was weird. It felt like they went. I don't know if the romantic storyline was necessary. I guess it it's well, So unnecessary. Well, I th- actually, hang on. I think it is because you have to explain why he's closer to Charlie than everybody else. And this kind of makes it seem a little less weird. Can't
1: it just be because Charlie's the kid without a dad and he needs someone to look up to, so they bond?
2: Not in the way the film chooses to show it, though. They're very affectionate yeah and i think maybe you need this the idea that he's going to become his surrogate <laughs> father as a way to justify it well that's just
1: weird isn't it, it's just, it shouldn't it's, need it's, justifying what's well, poorly, like, well, poorly it shouldn't written be so handsy with the kids it's not oh well, i agree I,
2: i've got a note about that <laughs> in a minute yeah <laughs> but uh he hits up duckworth for some money for the kids 15 grand for the team and he's like absolutely not he's like think about it. he goes like you know duckworth legal firm the firm that cares and i'm like 15 grand is not the doesn't from the lifestyle if he can afford to pay gordon bombay to not do law and give him a full-time driver in a limo you can probably afford 15 grand here um hans must be getting cut uh, a cut of all of this because he's it's like, it's like eight thousand dollars they spend at the shop <laughs> and i'm i got news like hockey's expensive like hockey's really expensive. I wasn't I I, I could I, I didn't get a chance to go into hockey. Uh people, you know, I would have loved to have played hockey as a kid. Uh but the the price point was was too high. My my, my parents couldn't access it. Uh so I and didn't the get
1: weekend
0: you know, course. The, Well, I, I pa- know hockey's different here cuz it's not ice hockey, but even when I I used to play hockey when I was a kid, which is why I loved this film as a child, but hockey stuff is still pretty expensive. Yeah, expensive too. I
2: mean, the mm. pads are really expensive. The sticks can be $100 each. Uh, now it wasn't as bad then but i'm just like it's become a sport for uh you know kids who have parents with really good jobs and there's also a hockey culture that's been created which in the minor levels are not it's not good it's not good kids i know who did hockey i'm like oh they're all such douches really for lack of a better word (laughs) oh i hate my the the ones who are still out at like age 15 i'm like you guys maybe it's localized or i don't know but i was like guys all suck because they make celebrities out of their kids and i'm like that's 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 never good for for the development of human beings i think uh and i'm sure it might be the same in other regions where you have sports that are similar i don't know what it's like with people who do really well at football over here or American football in like the States where those are important, which is probably all the States or basketball, so on and so forth when you are the star at that sport. But yeah, it's uh
1: meh. It definitely seems that way in all of the like American films and stuff that have got, well, even if they're not about football, there's always this like celebrity status type. With,
2: within the, the school football. or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, even when it's like within like your own family and things like that, it's just, ugh, it's weird. Uh, and we find out Fulton Reed's supposed backstory because he's there. And um, we find out that, oh, yeah, yeah, he plays football, so he's not allowed to play hockey. Uh, next practice, they recruit a couple of figure skaters. Why? Because?
1: they uh, want people who can actually skate.
2: I guess so. Uh, the, do you, Ethan, do you have anything about, about the figure skaters? Uh, I don't know. The girl couldn't really figure skate. Oh. So they had a stand-in for her for that scene. So I don't know why you just couldn't cast the girl who could figure skate. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's just a waste of money. She had, like, four lines. Like, you could have had... Yeah. Yeah, you could have had her do that. Um, And so uh, they learn with eggs, and they start smashing eggs. And I'm like, that's making a heck of a mess. I don't know how you clean that up. I have no idea how you clean that up.
0: Plus, I wouldn't be surprised if the eggs would freeze on the ice
2: since it's that cold. Yeah, that's good yeah. Show. I
1: was, I was thinking when I was watching it, the rink owner must be really, really pissed off with them right now.
2: I'll tell you what. Uh, well, the rink owner would be the the, the municipality would, would would probably own the rink. Um, but still, whoever's the rink managing cleaner that, then. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's like, what are you doing? um and so uh the kids start passing the eggs back and forth by this point they're using clearly substitutes
1: yeah they definitely <laughs> yeah. weren't actual eggs because
2: the eggs start hitting each other and bounce around like 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 pool ball- balls on a table yeah. <laughs> uh and he goes but gold goldberg goes up to uh coach and says what do you know about being in goal and so we cut to him being tied in goal with all his new pads on cause he's still afraid oh, of getting hit god and he goes uh, i am giving up I don't want to uh, I don't want to He's like Nope Today you become a man This is your bar-, bar mitzvah And he makes a joke About a circumcision as well Yeah And he goes uh, I think it's the kid Who makes a joke About circumcision isn't it? Yeah Yeah. That's alright If it's the kid I'm, I'm, well, I'm okay with the kid Saying it As far as writing I'm probably okay With writing it I think it's okay uh, and he goes, so he gets hit and he realizes about halfway through his screams of terror turn to laughter because he realizes thanks to the pads he's now got. Because before he's, he has no, he has no big goalie pads, like the ones in front of your legs. Because he does newspapers. It was with, just newspapers. He basically had big yeah. socks is what he had. And mm-hmm. now he's going, I am Goldberg, the goalie. Goldberg sucks for the rest of his movie at playing goalie.
0: There was something that made me so inherently not like disgusted but just concerned about the fact they were like let's tie this jewish kid to to uh to a goal and then right before ah. they shoot their, their hockey sticks we're gonna have the sound of guns being like loaded ah. and then shoot him against
2: the wall you might be overthinking this
0: i might possibly be overthinking this but it was such a weird a weird specific
2: i'll tell you what i i 30 years later almost i still remember i am goldberg the goal it was the one quote i could have told you <laughs> from this film all these years later uh we go back to coach and charlie and he's driving all the kids home he's the last one home um mom and charlie left uh charlie's dad uh, coach and charlie bond because they don't have dads uh, and they wrestle in a way that feels way worse in 2021 than it probably was supposed to come off in yep. 1992 <laughs> as mom looks on okay yeah it, it is a thing where you're like um i'm okay with you guys bonding but it's really really quick and it's really touchy yeah and by no means is it is it a, no means is it is anything anything improper but it's just something you would not let yourself do i think
0: if i was walking down the street and i saw a, like a coach just it looks like a struggle at points. With a, with, if I'm walking down the street and I see a guy who's a coach just like in this weird struggle cuddle thing with one of his struggle players, cuddle. I'm calling the cops. Yeah.
2: Um, the next day, they've traded in the limo for a van by this point, uh, which is a nice touch. It shows his priorities are shifting, I suppose. Uh, and there's a window smashed, and Bombay goes chasing. He finds it's Fulton from earlier. Um, and we have a couple of things. We have the debut of the street puck, which was the puck with those three circular knobs. On. I don't know if you, if you, if you noticed that, that's mm-hmm. the idea that you could use a puck now on, on the road and, and the wheels would help it glide like, like a puck does on ice. What a load of crap. This thing would just flip and buy, cause it's, 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 it's just impossible. It's not supposed to actually, oh, I knew one person knew how to. This thing is stupid. and went back to playing with tennis balls about five minutes later. <laughs> so such is, um but we find out he can shoot uh on target really really hard one in five and he takes a bunch of shots and goes, uh, yeah oh no not yet but he goes ahead and goes well why what's stopping you from playing are you scared and he goes no i'm not scared i can't skate and so we it go to the cost members no i didn't and so we go to the mall of america where i'm telling you fulton can skate cuz he's the, going down those stairs if you can't skate you're dead
1: these kids all <laughs> deserve Asbos. this scene was disgusting
2: they deserve what
1: Asbos. i've not heard that what, what is that long time. antisocial behavior order uh,
2: okay yeah i went this is clearly antisocial this is not f- maybe i'm getting too old i'm going these kids are jerks and bombays but a jerks for letting do it
1: them into a like what whatever got, like a fountain yeah, thing fountain. and then and then one just goes Sorry, and that makes it all completely yeah, okay. You know, she's wrecked all laughs. of her stuff and probably hurt her. Yeah. And then they just steal some, like some food or something, from a guy as they go past. Oh, it's yeah. like, That's not a, that wasn't even an accident.
2: No, yeah, I agree. Uh, then they get their debut of the jerseys. They have a ducks. Uh, the kids don't want to wear the jersey that says ducks. I'm like, have you seen what you're? W- I don't care who you are. It's got my name and number on the back. Gimme it. I would. This would have been the coolest thing when I was a kid.
0: It w- if it could be a strawberry, I would not
1: care.
2: It w- if it's got my name and number, that is because that's what professionals have. They have a name and yeah. number. on. And the rest of the teams played they played, strawberries. the rest of the teams they played didn't, like outside of the, outside of the Jets, sorry, the Hawks, the other teams didn't have name, n- names on the back. They had numbers, but no names. So yeah. Plus, you'd have to have numbers on the jerseys anyway because you have to be able to identify one kid from the other. So how they were playing, I have no idea. But uh, And like all the parents of the other teams would have to be like t- just willfully looking and seeing how these clearly underprivileged children are not being given a level playing field. I really have a hard time with that side of it, but such it is. was
0: just the rich kids making fun of the poor kids. It yeah, was basically so the Hawks new. were clearly
2: the richest kids. And then yeah. you go down the ladders. Yeah. And Bombay asks, who's going to be a duck? And I'm like, you know, Jesse's like, I ain't being no duck because Jesse's awesome and uh finally Fulton's the first one to go I'll be a duck and I'm like good for you and then um Charlie's like I'll be a duck too and why is mom in the changing room no idea it's weird like parents are allowed in the changing room and there's a point where parents are supposed to leave and also, because
0: this is a this is a unisex changing
2: room as well. It is a unisex changing room, and they're all in their changed gear. So was was mum there when they were all changing? Like it's not unusual if it was like a boys' team for the fathers to be in there and help skate up their their skates and all that sort of stuff. That would be normal. But there's times when you know the parents need to leave for safeguarding reasons. Now, I mean, it would be different maybe in '92, but still, to cross gender lines feels a bit off. And why should the only parent?
1: Um, because they didn't pay any other actors to be the parents yeah
2: (laughs) but i'll tell you what as that's going on coach and casey are making eyes at each other they are there we go to the game sawyer proves that it's one out of five in practice um bombay tells them district five lost a lot but the ducks they're undefeated and they go quack 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 and this works quack yep uh, the oreo line embraced their nickname and score a goal the first goal we see and they're like yeah oreo line i'm like oh i don't know how i feel about this i don't like <laughs> i it. don't like this um carp this is the kid's name carp takes the puck to the face so much so that it dents his helmet i'm like Unless this was Fulton, who's supposed to be this crazy big shot. I don't know what's happened here. But how many fingers am I holding up? He wouldn't know that anyway. Everybody's going, great. We can use that in the trailer. Uh, and the secret <laughs> weapon is a fake out. So he goes ahead, goes with a big slap. Everybody hides. And he just, like, passes the puck to two other people who get it. to someone beside the goal, think It's Charlie, who then puts it in. And it's like... Uh Remember when, we had that, remember when we had that whole thing with Goldberg having the pads and going I don't feel any pain? Why is the I don't get I don't get it.
0: I'd say it's more different because they've watched they've
2: watched him like decimate a window. It's clearly been established as a psych out move. I get that. Yeah. So if this was the case, you should have done this all game long. All game long. Uh, and so here's our plot now. They can almost make the playoffs cuz there's Like only the bottom two teams don't make the playoffs. This is insane. According to let's play hockey. And this is America's number one hockey publication who apparently are focusing on 11 year old Minnesota only uh, ice hockey the whole the whole season explicitly just that. Yeah. Hans has the team's names painted on a board at his shop, including the ducks who have been the ducks for about two minutes. (laughs) <laughs> and he's got this done, so well done to him. I guess if they spent eight grand in my shop, I'd probably do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bombay, we find out, wouldn't be a hawk anymore. He'd be a duck. So this makes Banks look up the rosters. Bank shouldn't be a hawk. And uh, Jack does not like this when he's called out, and they have a nice meeting backstage. Um, backstage, sort of in the, I don't know, around the corridors of the ice rink. And he says, You really want to do this? You really want to do this, Gordon, for a bunch of losers? And Gordon goes, that's right, because we don't like losers, do we? I'm like, I know you had to create some sort of, like, a fake, like, outrage. I don't believe Bombay would say this.
1: They don't deserve to live.
2: They don't deserve to live. Like it's, it's, it's such over... He goes, they're not losers. What are you? Why are you so obsessed with this? The kids aren't really going, yeah, we don't like losers, do we? I'm like... What?
0: The next 15 minutes are really difficult. <laughs>
2: um... And so uh, then Jack finishes by going you're not a has been bombay you're worse than that you're a never was. And oh. I'm like I'm like Jack you coach peewee hockey dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 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 you've definitely hit a, you're very good at it apparently but you've definitely hit a ceiling. Like you this is as high as you've ever gone.
0: It's as good as the guy. It's like, oh yeah, I'm great at Tiddlywinks.
2: If Jack's good, why has no one like picked him up to coach like college hockey or in the NHL or a minor league team? I don't get it. Uh, because the only person with any development has to be Gordon. Yeah, because um,
1: he's a douchebag.
2: Before the game, the Oreo line quits and says what they heard, uh, and bomb, and they all start quitting, and Bombay goes. And this he doesn't say about sarcasm here because that's got to wait a couple scenes. And he goes, whoever wants to come, I'll see you out there. Uh, the ref says, what are they doing? Oh, and they're working themselves into a frenzy. And out come Charlie and Connie. And the ref's a dick. He goes, Oh, some, some frenzy. And he just goes, we forfeit. Uh, we cut to a diner scene where Charlie's having a meal with the coach. I think. Yep. Our mom works at the diner. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, a uh, quarter of an inch. He's he's talking through. Man, how many times I just hear about this story? I have no idea in this film, but he goes quarter of an inch the other way, and we would have won. And Charlie goes, yeah, a quarter inch the other way, you would have missed that altogether. I don't know if he realizes how thick goalposts are on a hockey net. It's definitely not a, <laughs> it's not a quarter inch each way. Um, she and, and <laughs> at which point he's like, "What's the deal with your mom?" She dates a lot. You know, she has uh, many fine qualities that men find attractive. I'm like, where is this going? This is not, uh, you you want to stop? All I know is she has this stupid looking red hat. That's the only quality that I seem to know her of.
1: I quite liked her red hat.
2: Did you? It looked dumb.
1: I didn't Uh, like much else about her, but the red hat was
2: cool. Okay. Uh, And so uh, basically, Charlie's trying to pimp his mom out hopefully not for extra ice time, but we'll see. so weird. Um, he he tells Charlie that he's quit and that Jesse's dad is in a takeover for the rest of the season. Um, and somehow Joshua Jackson is both an incredible actor and a terrible actor simultaneously in the scene. Yeah. The crime felt good, but then he rushes his delivery of his lines and runs off the set. So I blame the director on this one. I'm going, mm. I think Jackson's a better actor than this. Because uh, he shows signs of it, and somehow the director didn't know how to get a, how to make the scene better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in school, <laughs> there's a science teacher is going, and what are blue balls? And there's laughter. And I went, I did not know the blue balls was a thing in 1992 as a reference. Oh,
0: it's I loved that it as was one of a reference. My favorite
2: jokes. I, I when I was a kid, I didn't get it. I this is the first time I got it. it was now, I haven't watched it in at least twenty. 20 plus years probably but Hmm. still the idea about blue balls i did not get it when when i was that age i didn't know that
1: i would question whether the kids would know what that meant at that age as well uh
2: i don't know i can't speak to north american kids on that front um i didn't but i guess in the script they did um and so the ducks get into a classroom shoving match and the principal comes in and says, "What do you guys, kids, have to say for yourself?" And they all go quack, 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 quack. Before the kids can be hauled to the principal's office, uh, Bombay gets called to Ducksworth's office. Uh, Mister Banks, it turns out, is one of his oldest friends, and he just wants him to play hockey with his friends. I understand Mister Mister Banks's uh, concern for his son. I do. I just want my son to Makes be happy. Sense. I want my son to yeah. be happy. That's, that's all I want. Bombay just to drop his protest. And he says, good, I'm not going to do that. He says, I was sent out there to learn fair play. Fair statement, I thought. Uh, he says, are you willing to be fired over this? And he goes, what well, depends. Are you willing to fire me? He says, pack your things up. I want you gone by the end of the day. To which one he, like, quacks his way out.
0: Yeah, it's like a callback to what <sighs> he said before he went into his office the first time at the beginning of the film. How's that? Well, the, right before he goes into his office, he's like, "Yes, Mister Duckworth. Thank you, Mister Duckworth. Oh, yeah. Great, Mister Duckworth. Quack, yeah. quack, quack, Mister Duckworth." I thought that was
2: cute. It was. Um, and it's like supposed to be this big thing. I'm like, this guy's thirty and one as a defense attorney. He'll find work. He's the one losing out here is Duckworth. Like Bombay with thirty and one, he can he can find someone else. This, this is asking me to believe there's only one law firm in all of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That Minneapolis is the only city in Minnesota where he could practice law. So maybe they Minnesota- have a weird
1: rule where you can only have one of each kind of business, and that's why there's only one skate shop as well.
2: <laughs> maybe. Minneapolis and, and, and is only the one only city league city for Pee Wee Hockey. Existed. And only one age group which you can play hockey at. Uh, enter yeah. Adam Banks. He, um, Jesse goes up to him and says, At one point, Charlie's going to go on behalf of the Ducks. Well, and then Jesse's like, No. Just because you put on a Ducks jersey, it doesn't. M- oh, I've skipped the scene. Bombay goes to the school. Let's talk about that first, shall we? So we found out they're all in detention, uh, and they're doing lines. Have you guys ever had to do lines in, the, in detention? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Ellie? I'm guessing No.
1: I didn't get detention. You didn't though. get
2: in trouble. No, okay. No, um, I was a good
1: girl.
2: So, uh, and i they're all in there doing their lines, and Fulton's there. I got news for you. I was looking for Fulton in the fight. Fulton was not in the fight. He was not in that class. <laughs> and yet, somehow, he's still doing lines to everybody else. He really wants to be part of a team that badly. He just, it's peer pressure. He's just shooting someone else's, obviously. Someone's got to do the top of the board, and that's what Fulton's got to do. Fulton... <laughs> The actor who played Fulton, his brother was also on the team in one of those, like, little roles that, revealed, that he was just making up the sort of numbers. And so they dyed Fulton's hair in order to distinguish oh, who the yes, two of them I were. yes, I heard
0: about that. Yeah. Was, that was one of the ones that I read about because they didn't want, like, the two brothers on the same. They didn't want them
2: to be, well, because then you have to explain why are they different ages and on the same team. Yeah. Because ice hockey's age-specific, obviously. Um, and so Bombay says, I made you guys i'm sticking with you i really hope to check for jesse's dad before he made the speech because <laughs> jesse's dad had agreed probably give up more over time i like jesse's dad mm. i don't know i hate jesse i love jesse's dad uh peter thinks they need to practice and peter is the little jerk in the black leather leather jacket who he can just you know get in the bin didn't like him uh Now enter Adam Banks. Charlie goes to welcome him. And Jesse goes, putting on a duck's jersey doesn't make you a proper duck. First of all, they quit two days ago. Secondly, (laughs) he never wanted to wear the jersey to begin with. And Banks is like, cool, I'll wear the jersey. And Jesse was like, oh, I don't want to be a duck. (laughs) I hate Jesse. Um They've even given Banks. He was number nine on the Hawks. He's number 99 on the Ducks. This is significant. Number 99 is a number worn by Wayne Gretzky, who is largely considered to be the greatest player to ever play the game. His number is now retired in the NHL. No player on any team can wear the number 99 ever again out of honor for Wayne Gretzky. So when he gets given 99, it's clear. The message is he is the best player on the team. He is our hockey savior, basically. Um, and on the ice, the Ducks won't pass to Banks, which makes no sense. He's wide open. He's calling for the puck. As soon as he gets it, he scores. I mean, the act, whoever's on the ice doesn't look that great, but all right. And then they're going to pull the goalie. And pulling the goalie is something you can do to get an extra skater on the ice. You can do it anytime you want in the game. But of course, the danger is you'll have an empty net.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and the de- deal is they're going to go ahead and they're going to, um, they're going to go ahead and try and give it to Fulton who's going to have to really shoot with one opportunity. Uh, As this scene's going on, they've ripped off one famous score, so they thought, you know that score from Back to the Future? Let's rip that one off too Mm -hmm. because it's a total (laughs) rip off of Back to the Future. Um, Fulton... So he goes to shoot the puck, and this other kid like hits the puck first and in an his empty net. Fulton flat out checks the kid from behind, which is illegal and there should be a penalty for. They ignore it. They come back. They win the game with Fulton's big shot as all the kids dive out of the way of the puck, and they win the game, and they're going to go to the playoffs. And that gives Bombay a chance to take them to see an NHL game where hey. we meet Basil McRae and Mike Medano. I know who Mike Madano is. Mike Madano, who they show, he's the guy who didn't talk as much. He is the—I uh, believe to this day—he's still the, uh, the the highest scoring American-born player ever. Oh, so he was—he uh, played almost the entirety of his career with the the Minnesota franchise. Although Minnesota would would they'd lose their team and they'd move to Dallas in 1993. So a non-traditional hockey market. It's unfortunate. It wasn't because they weren't being supported. It was because someone just learned he can make more money if he moves a team to Texas. So that mm-hmm. really sucks. But uh they they have since gotten an NHL team back called the Wild. But there's a skating montage on the ice including Gordon Bombay like loses it and lands on his backside and he laughs. I'm convinced that's just that's just a I don't think that was intentional. I think he what really fell it? over.
0: The entire trip to the NHL was like a legitimate trip that they all just took and filmed. Yep. Which, which is not like they saw like an actual game and met just the people which, I'll be honest, explains why that one guy from the NHL cannot act at all.
2: Oh, it was just a chance for them to get some cross promotion with the NHL, oh, yeah. which is good. And as we would find out, they would later, well, we'll talk about that at the end, uh, the legacy of the film. Um, and so they go to the NHL game, which was, they, they told everybody they were filming a film called Bombay. Yeah. Which I guess, all right, yeah. And then Gordon and Casey go on a date, because they're supposed to go to the Winter Festival with three of them, and Charlie decides he has homework, which means mom's leaving 11-year-old by himself at home. 12 max. Just saying. I was, I was like 11, 12, I think, when I was left on my own. I know, but there's no that and putting it on TV with his best mom ever. Although it seems like Charlie spends a lot of time at the diner. Yeah. Because mom's working. Single mom, I understand that, but there's no babysitters ever. Um, there's a winter festival. Charlie has the homework. Uh, Gordon gives Casey a kiss on the cheek, and it's the most PG date ever. And she goes to this ice castle and goes, oh, I used to wish, you know, that I lived in ice castle. And now that's my room there, and that one's there for Charlie. And Bombay goes, which one's mine? I want to live there, too. And I'm like, whoa, pump that's the brakes. Wow. Casey's freaking out and her reason for freaking out isn't that Gordon's coming on too fast her reason for freaking out is she thinks that Gordon might get freaked out by the fact that she is a kid and I'm going have you been watching the movie <laughs> <laughs> this is like Jerry Maguire if anything he really loves the kid and he might like Casey but he absolutely adores the kid the kid is not going to be the 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 issue that causes them to break up it might be the red hat um and then they they kiss great but ducks go on a playoff run we have a montage somehow they don't face the hawks in the first round which they should have the best team should be playing the worst team who made it in that's the advantage you get for finishing first and the penalty you get for finishing last of the playoff teams but somehow the no no the script needs them to meet in the final so that's what we do (laughs) um we go through i kid you not we see the missed penalty shot for a third time with video footage and it's the fourth time total if you consider the time he discusses it with uh with charlie so then we go to the championship game uh and jesse goes up to to banks Now they've had the whole playoff run up to this point and he goes hey cake eater now they're called cake eater because cake eater is actually an insult in minnesota it refers Ooh, to why? people. It's about having your cake and eating it too. It's an idea that you are upper class because you have the ability to eat cake.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And he says, Banks, don't forget what side you're on. And I'm like, Jesse sucks. Um, and there should be a penalty right from the off because they're like, the Hawks are just like brutalizing Banks. Like there should be no fear what side Banks is on because they are flat out mugging him. Mm-hmm. Um, Even at the NHL game, they like point a like a, a handgun at him and like pew. Yeah, like he he's dead. Like I'm like, and Jesse saw that, and yet he's still like, remember what side you're on. Uh, Banks's dad is sitting in the hawk supporter section still, and Goldberg still sucks as a goalie. He's terrible. <laughs> He's ter- like, no one ever taught. Like they taught all the ever kids how to play their positions. No one's taught. The only thing we've taught them is don't be afraid of the puck hitting you. But we've never actually gone. Maybe you don't skate out 15 feet. Because you take up more of the goal when you stand in it than when you're not in it. <laughs> um, Jack wants Banks out of the game. And the kid goes, his name is like McNeil. McGill. McGill. McGill goes, yeah. And like, he's up three nothing at this point. Like, there's no reason to do this. It's, it, they're not a threat. You're up three nothing and you're winning the game. So, uh, Banks gets the puck. He gets cross checked, which is where you take your stick and you sort of hit someone with the stick. I'm kind of trying to, I'm visually demonstrating it, which is for the sake of people on the call. But you just (laughs) extend your arms with your stick in your hands and the stick is what actually hits the opponent, not you. And that's, and then from behind, and that gets the kid a two minute penalty and it takes Banks like off on a stretcher and this would be like a five minute major penalty and the kid would be thrown out of the game but they just go two minutes and at which point like jack and the kid like fist pump and i'm like this is harsh um banks then is getting off on the stretcher and he goes hey jesse yeah kick some hawk butt and i'm like jesse sucks he should not be this was Banks saying jesse's forgiven jesse should not be forgiven jesse is a jerk of a teammate
0: remember when we which remember the titans and there was just a point where everyone hated each other but it took more than just half of the game for them to kind of be
2: friends yeah this is what this does yeah like jesse did everything wrong and banks getting hurt is what solves it how does that make sense because 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 the film needed it to be uh, we get a big one-timer on a power play because a power play is when it happens when you have five players and they have four players so that makes it three two jack threatens his team that no one makes the team next year if they lose but my question again is does he stick with the players or not because if they all move <laughs> up a level he's got no control over what happens next year this film needs to decide his logic about what does jack do uh, i think he he
0: just went he was gonna kill him so they're definitely not making uh, the cut
2: there's there's another goal uh scored by the hawks which i liked they got ahead a little bit there's a distraction play with the figure skating to make it four three fulton gets disqualified by throwing a kid up and over into the boards which should be if you get thrown out it should be like at least a two minute if not a five minute penalty as well no nope, we don't need that we just need fulton gone um, so at this point, it's basically the original Ducks who lost seventeen nothing, plus the figure skaters versus the Hawks.
1: I think maybe he doesn't get the penalty because he doesn't do it during the game time.
2: No, you'd still be, you'd still be, yeah, you'd you'd, you'd you'd still face like a two minute de- uh, or five minute, whatever you chose to do. If it's enough for a game misconduct, it's enough to put him in the, in the box for five minutes. Uh, the flying V, and this is a terrible tactic, actually, but a fun little gimmick, and they score to make it 4-4, and wouldn't you know it, Conway, Charlie Boy, is skating down on a breakaway, just like we saw at the start, and he gets checked from behind, Oh, he gets hooked, he gets hooked, the stick is used to sort of spin him around and bring him down, and it's a penalty shot with no time left on the clock. And the ref tells Gordon, anybody on the team can take the shot. And Gordon goes, come on, guys, who should do it? And they all have their answers. And he goes, no, I'm not listening to any of you.
1: Such a dick, I think
2: Charlie should do it. At which point, there's nothing worse than the illusion of choice. If, <laughs> Ethan, if I said to you, where do you want to go for food? You want to go, you choose. And you went, oh, I want to go to McDonald's. You go, well, what about KFC? Well, <laughs> then clearly I don't get to choose, do I? It's not fair. So... Uh, I if I said, what Ethan, What film do you want to do, 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 want to do next week? I was thinking a goofy movie No. <laughs> no, no. Think I think you are. I think you're thinking of this. So, at which point it's like, sure, he's like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> and like no wonder the kids are all like everything's about Charlie, but they're all like, yeah, Charlie should do it. I'm like, this sucks. Um, if I was like, if I was any of those kids, you know what my first thought was
0: it's because he's sleeping with his mum.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's because of that red hat she wears, and then um, he, he's the polar opposite Sex of symbol. Yeah, he's the polar opposite of Jack. He goes, "I believe in you, Charlie. Win or lose, I believe in you." And then he goes and he skates on out, and he's not wearing a helmet because we need to make sure we know it's Joshua Jackson. There is not a flippity dippity chance in hell he's allowed to go out without a helmet for this shot. None. Because if he slips and falls, and let's not forget, they've been calling him Spazway because he falls over of his own accord. <laughs> like, this movie would have ended with him cracking his head open around the blue line and the blood just seeping out. And then yes. Jesse, Jesse would have gone, hey, you're all right. And he gone, kick some hawk butt. And that would have been the movie. <laughs> uh, but Charlie scores. And it's, it's, it's a decent move. His, his triple deke is much better than little Gordon Bombay's triple deke. The Ducks win. Gordon kisses Casey. Gets a moment with Hans, and then lifts the trophy.
0: I thought for a moment you could be like, he gets a mo- he get, he kisses Casey, he gets a moment to kiss Hans as well, and I was nah, like I nah, miss,
2: no. I missed something. I did it in order rather than in order of importance, maybe. <laughs> and then off to the minors he goes. The kids all line up to give him a pep talk, and I've got to, I'm literally, I'm not making this up. I've got written down. What is with that hat? <laughs> They have the most PG kiss of all time. At which point, like Charlie's way too into this. Charlie's way <laughs> too into his mom getting a kiss. Um, no matter what happens, it gives it like Charlie a full, everybody else gets like a handshake. Like Charlie gets a full embrace. No matter what <laughs> happens, we'll see you next season. We got a title to defend. And I'm like, does he not get how hockey works? If he's successful, he's successful. He's got to play next season at well, the next I know, level. Right? Well, I mean, I mean, Sorry, guys. Jack- I know I'm doing really well. I know I'm doing really well. I got to go back and, and, and coach some peewee hockey. Like, this is why Jack ends up where he is because he just was like, no, I can only do it with 11 year olds. That's all it is. So.
0: They think that I think is nice as this film is this film ends with him getting on a bus, and the second film begins with him getting off the bus.
2: Oh, really? yeah I forget it. but yeah, so that is our movie. it's It's a it's fun, fun It's a fun little film. It's very formulaic. It's very formulaic.: um,
1: I did not have fun watching this film.
0: I thought you wouldn't.
1: Well, you know
2: <laughs> it's I, it was weird. uh cool runnings. I definitely had my nostalgia glasses fully, or as Ellie would say, I'm sort of on on, on the nostalgia bus. The yeah. <laughs> Cool Runnings. This one, I wasn't so much on the nostalgia bus, and maybe it's because I'm about 12, 13 when this drops. And so it's not so much my childhood per se.
0: This was my Cool Runnings.
2: Was this your Cool Runnings? That, that's all right. Yeah,
0: yeah they, they played this like so many times a year on like the Disney Channel, like as their Friday night film that I, there was a point I could quote a lot of
2: this film. I I adored this. Oh, okay. Can
1: you say to me last week that this and Cool Runnings were really similar?
2: uh you you were worried it was gonna be more like remember the titans and i felt it was more of a because it is a bunch of it's a a wacky group it's a wacky group of of ragtag people who need need the coach who's going to show them how to be better than this than just the sum of their parts and they and they capture the hearts and believe in themselves yeah yeah so yeah I, i go with that side of it so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to stand by my whole... Yeah, it is like Cool Runnings. Uh, maybe not the big personality that John Candy was in, in Emilio Estevez, but a different type of story nonetheless. Redemption. Redemption.
1: In this one, their eggs were not lucky. No.
2: the <laughs> And it would have been bad if Banks got hit and was like with the neck brace going, am I dead? That might have been a bit too harsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Sanka, you're dead. Um, so Sanka, Banka I don't know. So let's go ahead and... We're in the endgame now. And we are in the end game now. Ethan, did you get a chance to look at the financials for this movie by any chance? I did. I have it
0: right here. Uh, so it had a budget of 14 million. Does anyone want to guess wow. how much this made? That feels 14 high. 4T. 4-0? Four Four,
1: uh,
2: 14. Oh, 14. Okay, that feels One more point. like it. I, mean, I, yeah, I was like, 40. Million. When I thought you said 40, I'm like, <laughs> what did they spend the money on? Uh, Fourteen. I'm going to say this does 85 million. I think this is a, this is a a, a really kind of big hit.
1: 60.
0: You are both way too overestimating. Oh, this, really? It made 50 million. Oh, 50 50.8 right. million dollars. Okay, makes its budget back. Oh, uh, yeah, very but much. I so. think is. Uh, yeah, from what I've seen, it basically makes it a very, like, it just makes it back in, like, home media releases, because uh, it comes out, like, in, it comes out, uh, not even on VHS, as far as I can see, it it only comes back on DVD, so it gets, like, a massive push. Nah, in there was
2: in a VHS version of this absolutely there was a vhs version of this i bet you i can go on right now and find it on ebay right now let's take a look vhs the i would like to thank whoever
0: wrote this wikipedia article for how terribly misinformed (laughs) the entire thing is Uh,
2: the mighty ducks vhs 1993 for sale online ebay Uh, vhs big box x rental copy five pounds I can buy a five pound version of that. So I can click and collect at various stores at checkout. <laughs> so there oh, we go. I
1: found Lucky it. Lucky you.
0: Yeah. This website is, uh, Wikipedia's format formatted this awfully because uh, right under home media, see also, and then scroll back up to box office. It made fifty four million in home video rentals in nineteen ninety two. Yeah, it, it was at, yeah. it was
2: really big there. On I remember because I I I didn't see it in cinemas. I would have seen it for the first time on VHS. That's why I was so strong to go. I know this was available. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. I probably would have rented it for ninety nine cents, which was this what kids a, rentals were.
0: This is a poorly formatted
2: Wikipedia. You'd page. almost you'd almost think anybody could get in there and do that. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to change it. Uh, so <laughs> there is that. So yeah, it does. It does. Okay, in theaters and does very well on the uh, home sales market. Let alone rentals. Did you hmm. say fifty four million in rentals or fifty four uh, million in? That's just uh, in VHS in- sales. Uh, no, no rentals, just sales. Okay. So yeah, so it definitely, and so much so that it spawns two sequels. There's two D2 sequels, an animated
0: D3. TV show.
2: Yep. Uh, Uh, It has a long life. And so much so that Disney eventually uh, decides they want to get into the sports entertainment business. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they actually uh, own an expansion NHL franchise. And it would open up, and they would be the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. uh, So much so that I think art imitates life eventually. And the Ducks, I think, in D2 end up adopting the nhl's ducks jerseys i don't know how they explain this <laughs> um but they end up having that replacing the usa jerseys if i recall correct i don't know how that justifies but it is so um there is that and the ducks have won a couple stanley cup championships but they i think by that point were named simply the anaheim ducks and they were no yeah, longer they, the mighty they went ducks back
0: to that, yeah. yeah i think it was uh, i said i think they said in the thing 98 is when they stopped having the moniker of mighty, mighty ducks, ducks of anaheim yeah yeah
2: anaheim ducks and i think they win the championship several years after that so but disney no longer own the team but they've actually created a fan base in southern california for ice hockey which is saying something so yeah good on them los angeles already had a team but anaheim got one as well so that is that so um let's talk about people's favorite character shall we favorite character
1: uh my favourite character was Hans. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um I thought he was cute, he had some nice morals, um, he had some sweet scenes and uh wasn't a douchebag, so yeah. <laughs>
0: Indeed. Um Ethan. I'm going I'm going uh Gordon. It is as much as I think. He is a sleazeball and a disgusting character. He has a really nice arc and he actually becomes a decent person by the end. And I I I like Emilio us Like he's just got such charm to him.
2: I am also going to say Gordon Bombay. I thought he was he carries the movie. It's his story. You're with him almost the entire film. And it does do that thing that 90s movies did where when he's at the start, when he's corporate and a bad guy, he's like, his hair is like all like slicked a little bit and overly styled. (laughs) And as he turns nicer, his hair turns puffier and and, and less, and there's less product in it. I guess that's the sign of not being a douchebag anymore. So, um, you know. Fair play to Mr. Bombay, I suppose. And I thought Estevez did a good job with some lines that were given to him that he's obviously better than, and he actually made a little bit of a comeback. This was, you know, it had been a couple of years since he'd been in anything. He's trying to shed the Brat Pack label and trying to still be an actor of, of A-list caliber, and he actually gets himself a nice little 2-3 to three picture. He's not in D3 as much as he is D1 and D2. So He's in it for about five minutes as yeah. far as I, I can... Remember, And that's when the franchise dies. Because that's how important yeah. it is to it. It really is. Let's throw another one out there. Because we all chose adults. Do you have a favorite duck? No. No? Not a favorite member of the team? Charlie? Ah, Conway? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ethan, do you have one?
0: They're all just like a, a homogenous blob of children. Oh,
2: to me. no. Uh, I'm going to go with... Okay, it's, it really is Charlie. But honorable mention to the kid with the glasses. It's the Urbanator. He goes in Oh,
1: I hated him.
0: I he he was in one of my grumbles. I hated that child so much. <laughs> I fine. wanted to
2: punch him in his little glasses. Okay, so um, we have that. Is there a favourite moment? Favourite element?
1: Um, I'm going to go back to something with Hans in it and say the bit in the skate shop where he gets his kind of talking to and realizes it's not all about winning and he was wrong to quit
0: okay. uh, Ethan the final match like I, I, I said the exact same thing with Cool Runnings I said the exact same thing with Remember the Titans that final match I just get so invested and I'm, I'm just waiting for that trill of music at the end when they celebrate and win and I'm just invested from moment one to the end I love it so much
2: Uh, i think you've talked me into the final match because unlike a lot of disney things they didn't go up three nothing and then come back to tie three three it went Mm. three nothing three two then four two and it felt rather than have one team score all the points and the other team scores all the points it was a little bit more back and forward kind of so i will take that as that go there why don't we have a moment here and we can pause for the park so i'm gonna hit a drop i have been look at that i've been researching Ooh. some 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 sort of stingers that are copyright free that i can use so that's our pause for the parks little, little stinger there like it i, I nice. thought it felt i thought it felt very very disney parky kind of side there is that? so uh ethan i yeah. think you're doing the pause for the parks this week uh, on behalf of friend of the podcast andrew rushefsky why don't you go ahead and tell us what andrew thought
0: yeah, I sure am. Uh, Andrew hasn't seen this film at all. Uh, but says he wants to. And as well as the film doesn't really have that many ties to the parks, he mentions the, the Anaheim ducks and how they they were a synergy of, uh, the Walt Disney Company for a while and they were in Anaheim, much like Disneyland. Um, but there isn't really anything else. Uh, he mentions there was a pinball game in one of the, uh, <laughs> Disney Quest things, which was like, um, it was just a massive Disney arcade that were in loads of Moors of America across the country. Um, and that was really it. Other than that, there's just... A, there's a pool themed after the Mighty Ducks in a, in a hotel.
1: <laughs> nice. All
2: right. So. Yeah, that, that,
0: that's that's like the smallest pause I think we've ever had.
2: Yeah. Feels... <laughs> It, that should have felt like less soon. Because, but no, it's, it, it, it's a micro pause, if you will. I
0: want a, I want a pool themed after me.
2: Yeah, I, I had a friend who was, like in Canada for the most part, you kind of adopt one of the two sort of big teams as your team. Where you're born pretty much determines it. So if you're in the Toronto region, you're a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you're from somewhere else, you might be a fan of the, if you're from Quebec, you might be a fan of the Montreal Canadiens. It's very territorial, but younger generations, I guess much like over here with football, it seems you just sort of decide what personality you think your team aligns to and so i had a friend who was a well a kid i went to school with anyway who was a fan of the anaheim mighty ducks and was like die hard anaheim and i'm like why but they were the new hip kind of thing that year and i guess he just gravitated to them so really really weird but yeah um they made a lot of money off merchandise Uh, that, that, that that anaheim jersey was wildly popular so
0: I yeah. think it's, they still sell it in some, uh, I, I think it's still used Anaheim, yeah.
2: as like an alternate Jersey occasionally. Cause there is a lot of positive, um, nostalgia for, for that Jersey in that time when maybe sports was a little less serious and a little more cartoony, if you will. So mm-hmm. that is that, uh, let's talk about the role of women. Ellie, I'll let you go ahead and you can sort of, you're by yourself on this one. George is not here. Um, <laughs> role of women in the film.
1: Bit shit, isn't it? Like, oh, any, is it? Is there even, isn't it just Charlie's mum, really?
2: It's Charlie's mum. There's a couple of girls on, on, on the team.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about the other girls on the team. I like so Connie. Significant.
2: I thought Connie like, had a nice. She's the, the one who doesn't quit, is Connie. She yeah, comes out with Charlie. I mean,
1: she's, she's fine. Like, the yeah. girls on the team are both fine, I guess. And they, you know, I guess they've got their own skill set and whatnot. Um, I don't really like the fact that the mum's whole romantic subplot is determined by her son wanting her to find a date <laughs> and like it, it does. It's just it, like you say. It's that it's that Jerry Maguire kind of feel of he's not yeah. really into her so much as the kid. And it that whole plot is just completely unnecessary to the film. And it's almost like it was shoveled in there for the basis of there being a woman in the film. And
2: her existence but- is solely she's a single mum.
1: Yeah, she not seem to doesn't have any really sort have of an agency identity. outside
2: of it. Yeah, she's just Charlie's right. mum So much so that I only got her name, Casey, off of her name tag at the diner. <laughs> I was like, write that down because yeah, you're I not going to hear it. Name was no, you're not going it. to hear it. Although
1: to be fair, I didn't know what lots of the names were in this film. So.
2: Fair enough. Um, and just look for look for the jersey number and just sort of follow that. Uh, and then, of course, you've got – there was the one lawyer at um, Estevez's law firm. And he's like, who's taking care of my cases? I was like, I don't know, Kim. He's like, Kim? She's only – yeah, she's only one year in law school. But it's also the idea, I think implicitly, that it's – it's a, everybody who is in positions of power, we're all men. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yes, this woman's only barely out of law school. But it's also the idea, I think she's a woman a bit. And it, it, it was – not even the, the the lawyer opposite him, who works for the prosecution, not even that was 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 a woman, or the judge okay. wasn't a woman. The principal is a woman, but she's shrill. She's like that typical primary school principal. And type. her
1: discipline is pretty poor, isn't it? It's, like, <laughs>
2: well, it's very old school. <laughs> I, I mean, will not quack at the principal. I will not quack at the principal.
1: principal. <laughs> yeah, I suppose maybe for the time it wasn't that bad, but yeah, she's not exactly a significant role, is she?
2: No, not really. Uh, let's get negative, Ellie. You, you'll be well situated for this one, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> um, fa- uh, oh, the favorite grumble. What's your little grumble on this one?
1: Um, well, apart from the romantic subplot stuff that I just talked about, um, I really, really hated the scoring of this and how it just completely ripped from other movies. It was that's fair. totally unacceptable. <laughs>
2: There's the two. I went. This is this is rough. This is this is i don't know how you got away with this on those yeah, two it's,
1: and it's not even like it's the same composer that has a similar style it's a completely no. different guy just stealing other people's shit no it,
2: it wasn't john williams by any chance was it ethan
1: what the composer no. can,
2: i can check i can't I already, imagine i checked, he checked that oh, checked?
1: moment in the film okay. it's not a man called guy.
2: david newman david newman all right uh what's the guy's name maybe it's randy newman's brother maybe this is how they get randy newman into uh into doing some of the pixar stuff later on in life um ethan your grumble
0: um i i always hate this i really hate misdirections miscommunications we waste 15 minutes of this film over a misunderstood thing that's said and they makes they even say that they understand sarcasm it's solely for drama happens at least two times in this film that we just need some some tension for no reason to progress it I've always hate when they do this in, in films, yeah. and it's so, so lazy, and I feel nothing.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about something micro. I'll go macro instead. Uh, the story is forgivable, even with what you said there. The screenplay is rough in a lot of places. The writing is not good. Um, Estevez does a hero's job, with what he does, and may I say, the guy who plays Jack is excellent at playing Jack. Yeah, I thought he's great as the villain. I think it, it, it's a fantastic job he does. Um, Ellie, would you would you agree? I just saw you unmuted, yeah. so yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good.
2: But I think they've really done a disservice with the script they have, and people whose acting is not up to the same level. I would think Charlie's mum. I might think the judge and the prosecutor. Uh, I might think um, a lot of the kids. Yeah, um,
1: the acting overall isn't great. The
2: acting is not good, and I think it's because the, the script doesn't give him anything to work. For. I mean, I don't get the director. I, I mean, it's all sorts of things. Uh, but I will go with the quality of the screenplay. I think it lets everybody down. Shout out as well to Jesse's dad, who's a very good actor. I felt for a bit part, I thought he was very good. I thought he was better than the guy who played in the. uh We didn't mention that. uh um, Oh, I forgot what his name is now from Lost. Oh. oh I- I- the 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 driver, the driver though he, I yes. thought he was great because he's like an assistant coach. By the time the film's over, he's right there on the bench. He's got a jersey. He's clearly I can,
1: like push him around the ice rink at the end.
2: Yeah, like he's 100 <laughs> percent great. I think he's fantastic. So, but my grumble is the screenplay. I think is poor. So I would think. Would you guys?
0: Um, would you guys like to hear some of the other amazing films that uh, David Newman, the composer, has done? Why not? Why not? He has done. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm, okay. Heather's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, okay. The Nutty Professor Two. Meet the Clumps. The Flintstones wow. in Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Mm. The Cat in the Hat. And most recently, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story.
2: Oh, wow. I thought what are you really? Do? I mean, most of that's going to be original uh, stuff from the from the original source material, isn't it? yeah so how much can he be adding to it like just incidental sort of music in between <laughs> He's gonna songs put
0: the home alone trill halfway oh, the, yeah. like the fight with upper, officer krupke
2: when all of a sudden it it it's <laughs> in, in guys and dolls it starts getting all like uh time-lapse <laughs> <They start> <laughs> <laughs> so such is um i guess it's just time for some reviews reviews ellie i think you've got those today
1: I have. Um, I would say I've tried to find a mix, but there aren't that many. It's uh,
2: very low on reviews. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, I saw the, re- the the percentage and I went, oh.
2: I'm it's drunk. in the 20s. Am I right?
0: 23? Yeah.
2: So, ah. It's it's, 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 it's yeah, it's absolutely a pocket in time. And it's interesting. Yeah. I think we're all seeing different versions. Ethan, there's you who saw it as a child, proper mm. proper child movie. I saw it very early into my teenage years, I would guess. And at least this is your first time viewing it. I think it, you can yeah. see the three different reactions. So, so what did some of the critics think about the film?
1: Well, we'll start off on a, on a high, shall we? Yes. Dwayne Burge? Dwayne Burge! Dwayne Burge! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dwayne. Um, <laughs> from The Hollywood Reporter says, while nicely layered with tough, conflicting personal questions, Ducks ultimately flaps off into easy outcomes and pack contrivances. Still, it's an overall charmer, and director Stephen Herrick keeps it flying with a nifty mix of slapstick and action. I think. So I say positive, but it's quite. A, no, <laughs> I think
2: that is the fairest representation, if you liked it, of this film. Going. It's very lazy. It goes to places you've seen before. But despite that, it's got charm. I think that's kind of where I sit. But anyway, uh, let's go to maybe less friendly territory.
1: Yeah, okay. So we'll start off with our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebes. Ebes. Um, He gave it a two out of four and said, it must be said that this movie is sweet and innocent and that at a certain level it might appeal to younger kids. I doubt if its ambitions reach much beyond that. Yeah, and uh, I did look at the full review, and that's basically all he said—an actual summary of the film. And two out of four, so he's not saying. Lazy it's, film, lazy review, a little bit. He's not saying it's
2: yeah. dreadful, but he's going, "What do you want? We've we we've been here before." Like,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so more on that line, <laughs> we've got uh two from the Washington Post. We've got Rita Rita Kempley says Stephen Brill, who has a small role in the film, constructed the screenplay much as one would put together some of those particle board bookcases from IKEA. <laughs> I enjoyed that so, one. so he's
2: not about as much original content to this as he just nicked from here and nicked from <laughs> there and put, yeah. it, assembled it
1: and and her colleague desson thompson at the washington post says it's quite a similar thing in a different way i suppose he says those not yet wise to formulaic pablum are likely to enjoy this ice hockey kiddie ensemble comedy but their older escorts might want to bring a novel and a flashlight or a walkman or portable television with earphones wow quite a dated review but uh, <laughs> I mean, we, can, we can understand the point there
2: they can hey if you have any problems with his review you can fax him
1: yeah i found the name of
0: that film that i said it was it was originally based on uh, it was nothing to do with bears and the ice it's called the bad news bears oh
2: bad news bears baseball yeah yeah, yeah. i should yeah. i must have yeah. heard you i know exactly what the bad news bears are actually the mighty ducks is actually i, I should have on this sooner it's absolutely just a note for note kind of rip off with the exception mm, yeah. of the coach would have been a bit more personality because it was played by walter Matthau mm. in the bad news bears so yeah uh decent decent so uh that is the sort of um reviews from the pros the question is what do we think about it what do we think about it so ellie let's start with you
1: Um, I thought it was a pretty boring film with some not very good acting, not very good storyline, not very good originality, didn't like lots of the characters. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really enjoy it. So I have given it four turd-filled handbags out of ten.
2: Turd-filled
0: handbags. (laughs) Ethan. Ethan. Uh, I like this. Like, I, I completely agree with everything that this film, is, that the critics have said that this film is not as good as you would expect. But 23%, I think, is a bit too harsh. <laughs> but I still think it's not the best thing I've ever seen, and I've got oh, nostalgia. That a- yeah. <laughs> it's not the best thing.
2: It's not the Dark Knight.
0: <laughs> I think it's better than The Dark Knight. Wow. It's whoa. That's a joke. That's oh, okay. a joke. Before anyone tries and like kills me,
2: well, I think Georgia um, might legitimately argue at that point. <laughs> um,
0: I think it's good. I have nostalgia for it, so I'm going to totally take that. Uh, it, I'm giving it uh, six. Uh, mother stealing coaches out of ten.
2: Six mother stealing coaches. All right. Does he steal well, that
1: her? kind of coach? I thought you meant the bus at the end. The I bus. Was like, why does the bus steal his mom? <laughs>
2: uh, I would go and say. I- I'm actually surprised Ethan went, went as low as six because I'm going to echo that. I'm going to say that it's a, it's, it's a film that's got its issues, but I still have charm. And mm. charm is the thing that actually charm seems to resonate highly with me. And it seems to resonate not so highly with Ellie because all the films that I think are charming <laughs> and they make up for, for, for deficits with charm. Ellie's like, didn't care for it. It's like Princess yeah, Bride-itis all over again. We
1: must just have a different idea of what charm is, I I, think, I would agree with that. There are definitely films that I find very charming and love them for it, but it's not ones like this.
2: Okay. So I would give this a six uh, out of ten. Th- I say six missed penalty calls out of ten. Six missed <laughs> penalty calls. And maybe I'm missing the penalties. Maybe I'm, I'm, there's bigger problems that I should rate more high. I still kind of go it's not cool runnings. I do ra- it's interesting. I was I, I probably thought ahead of time I would rate this equal to or higher than cool runnings. Cool runnings but, is so much better cool, cool, than this cool. I would agree. Ethan, what's what, what sure your point so- on this? I love Cool
0: run- I can't even remember what I gave. I think I gave it like a seven or an eight. I really enjoyed Cool Runnings as like yeah. the first view.
2: I, I, I would give Cool Runnings a higher mark than this. This is a, uh, Cool Runnings is a better film. So when we do a sports uh, on Best Film Ever, we do our best sports movies mm. eventually, which will be coming up this summer. Um, I don't think Mighty Ducks will crack my top 10. I don't think. <laughs> uh, Ellie, I, think I'm, I don't know if it's in your top 10 or not. I don't know how many you've seen.
1: I'm pretty sure. Oh, I've seen, I've already got a top 10 formulated. So, so this doesn't so crack I'm pretty that sure it won't no, no, no spoilers,
2: different. but it might not crack that top 10. So I don't think so.
1: No. There we <laughs> go.
2: So, uh very very interesting. So all that's left to do now is for me to state what we're going to watch next week. And usually everybody else does the Disney animated classics and I get to kind of weave off to the side. It's actually been a bit since we've done one. And I'm also aware that there are some films that uh I don't want to have a run of only films from a certain era at the end because the, we are starting to get about the halfway mark and there's certain eras that we've definitely done lots from and certain eras we definitely haven't done lots from. So I am going to go to a bit of a dark age for us, something that we haven't done a lot from. I'm going to go to the 1940s. Oh. And someone has to tell me if this is the one we're not supposed to do. It's not available on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Ethan, I think you'll be able to tell me this one. I want to do Melody Time.
0: I believe Melody Time is on Disney+.
1: Plus. It
2: is. I believe, I believe it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Song of the South. Song gone. of the South is the one yeah, that we yeah. There we go. So it's good to know that. I don't even think it's on the list anymore. I'm looking at it. No, Sound of the South is off the list. So, Melody Time is the one I want to do for a couple of reasons. Number one being, I've never seen it. And it's been a while since we've, I've done, we've all done one that no one's really seen. I don't know if anybody has or if very few of us have seen this. I've heard
0: of it, I've just never seen it. It's been
2: a while, I mean, Snow White was, we did Snow White around New Year's Eve. So it's been almost three and a half months since we've gone back to an older Disney film. And I'm just trying to also make sure that we sort of temper what the final third might look like (laughs) of the podcast. So it's not just films from the 40s and 50s and early 2000s and mid-80s. <laughs> the lower-
0: what are you trying to say about I, I, some certain film I just from my childhood?
2: I guess I just don't want to finish the, the Disney anime classic list with a stream of films that people haven't heard of. And so I thought, let's mix it up a little bit because we've had Tangled mm-hmm. recently, and we've had um,
0: Emperor's New Groove.
2: Emperor's New Groove, which was it's not the super A level, but it's close. And yeah. so I thought, melody time. Let's go back uh, and go for that. I almost went with a different oh, one, but thought got Georgia got Duck in it might want that one. Yeah, it could be a package film. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I believe we know how
1: much is. I like Donald Duck. We the actually, story, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it says anthology oh, in the tag. It's
2: based on. It's based on three films so we're clearly getting a or two it might be two films might be three fil- no it's clearly three different stories so it's definitely a There's package a content film
0: content advisory warning about negative depictions of people hey, i'm was, gonna have a good time it's okay. been a
2: while since we've done that so that will be <laughs> enjoyable too and maybe it's fitting to talk about this ethan you and i are going yes. to be a guest on the spyhards podcast coming up yes we we're are. speaking of insensitive racial depictions (laughs) or cultural depictions. We're going to be looking at uh, one of... One of our dinosaurs is missing over on SpyHards. So uh, we're looking forward to doing that. It's the first chance that anybody from the BFE had a chance to do anything with the SpyHards. We've wanted to do this. Uh, And it's got, what's his name from Blackbeard's Ghost? Uh, Ustinov, right?
0: right? It's got the Ust.
2: So uh, you and I will be trying to tackle that one over with that. And we'll tape that later this week. I will let everybody know when that's going to drop over at SpyHards. So lots of content continues to develop. Uh, from here at the uh, Talking to Mickey slash Best Film Ever Podcast Universe. So thank you, everybody, very much. So for Talking the Mickey, please join us next time when we tackle melody time for Talking to Mickey. I've been Ian. I've been Ellie. And I've been Ethan. And get ahead, hit us on our socials. That's at TalkTheMickey on Twitter. TalkTheMickey or Talk to Mickey on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you throw us some feedback, hey, we might even get around to learning your names. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard movie to get quotes oh. from. We'll see, Wow. Much like the quack, film, maybe quack quack, 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 quack. We will see you next time.